The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. All right, if anyone is watching live, I'm sorry, guys. We have four. It says we have four people watching. Who is watching? You're watching us get ready to play D&D. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Thank you so much. I'm watching. Internet. I think it's all of us. It's all of you. Four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're welcome, Anthony. You're welcome. Tony, change your name. All right, guys. So... What is up, everyone? What's going on? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Fable of Five, the uh, D&D campaign running through podcasters from the network at the BICBP-radio.com. I got the, twi- uh, the Twitch, the tween, no, Twitch stream going right here. Ricky, yo, oh, I see. I see what you did there. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. All right, guys. So, uh, let me formally introduce myself. It is Dungeon Master Anthony. If anyone else is watching here that has never seen us before, we are just uh, five guys that want to have fun, play some D&D, and we get together on Sunday nights from 7 to 9. We run a show. Uh, now, there's two parts of this show. If you're watching this or listening to this for the first time, if you're watching this on Twitch or on YouTube is for the replay, thank you so much. That is awesome, and you are great. Another way you can help if you're watching is by hitting like and hitting subscribe. Or if you're free on Sunday nights, like, Right now, that this has four of you. I'm assuming it's still you four. Who knows? Um, you can also watch us live Sunday nights from seven to nine. You usually go a little bit later than nine. It's as a great old fun time. Uh, on the other side of that, if you're listening to us, you know, listen, have fun uh, throughout your week and watch us via our YouTube or the Twitch stream live on Sunday nights. As I've said again, I'm really trying to push that. If you're not paying attention to it by now, we broke 15,000 listeners so far for the month. Guys, uh, if you're listening to this through podcast, thank you. That is amazing. You are all incredible. Do me a favor and go watch us now. Check us out and see it and be a part of it because some of our players are in the chat right now and will be interacting. Uh, they did a little bit last week, and I can't wait to see how they do this week. Um, some of their players have goals to pull that into their player development, which we have more of you. You can be a part of that. So if you want to, come and join us. But... Without further ado, let's get ready to roll and have some fun with D&D. Uh, you guys, we last left off with the five of you being reunited at the edge of the Feywild Forest. Uh, you had a follower that was tracking you, a half-elf, high-elf, I'm mistaken, ranger by the name of Yanni. Uh, he tracked you out of the woods. And him having been on the hunt for a very same, very familiar white dragon, assisted you all in finding and staying clear of the dragon as it approached from from above, shooting a fireball in your direction towards the woods. A little confusing because it was a white dragon. I believe it was Yanni that had signaled it down and hailed it down, if I'm not mistaken. And upon just a quick Straight up, realistically, what it was, it was him jumping a white dragon with you folks behind you. It was like, hey, come here. Flew down and instantly launched some arrows. 
really didn't see it going that way. I thought you guys were going to get to the lair last time. Uh, but it created an open encounter for all of you guys to somehow survive it. Surviving it, uh, you all began journeying, still barely breaking into the uh, Vale of the Long Night. It is just at that breaking point. As we pick up, you notice you guys are all just finally pushing through and getting that cusp. Big perception checks for you all. Eight. Thirteen. Nineteen. Also 19. Okay. Azoth and Remus, uh, leading part of the charge forward, leaving, um, you roughly probably get about 10 feet or so from the spot where the white dragon's corpse had been changed into a coin that Remus quickly snatched. Howard, Finks, still kind of cool when it happens, and you are both distracted by this interaction of a uh, 20-foot dra- twenty foot white dragon just getting sucked into a little coin. It's just really still bewildering you. And you don't notice, but uh, as you're kind of looking back in the, at the spot, you are hit in the face with a white blizzard that is just starts ripping through. Uh, I need you to make a dexterity check as some heavy pieces of snow come clumping towards you guys. Off, you guys being ready for this kind of wall of blizzard that was coming after you. Uh, Six. Prep a little bit. Six? This is, this is coming from the dragon disappearing, or this is separate? Uh, this is separate. So as you guys were to journey and traverse forward, the dragon happening behind you, you and Howard were a little distracted and kind of like looking back at it, and now perceiving that there is a wall of blizzard kind of coming at, and uh, into your direction. Okay. Cool. Um, you rolled a Six. You said? Rolled six. Six. Uh, Thanks. What'd you roll? 20. 20. You quickly uh, move a little bit out as a uh, packing of snow that you weren't expecting comes after you, and you start to uh, feel the crunch as the snow starts getting packed up, and you start kind of like hobbling your way to up on top. Howard, uh, the, the giant clump of snow that kind of comes through with this wind hits you in the face. You take a little step back. It's going to be a great journey, I'm sure. You're feeling. <laughs> All right. You guys are starting to enter into a bit of a uh, snowy blizzard as it's almost like a wall of magical presence. Like as you're entering this veil that again, Azoth and Remus, you guys are leading this church. Look up too. And from the sky that you can, can see from where this blizzard kind of begins, it looks dark. It looks nighttime. I recall we did leave it off at like around midday, noon, if anything. So it's way too early f- for it to hit dark and to be uh, nighttime as well. May I prepare the uh, detect magic ritual? Yeah, you can, pre- you can prepare it. Um, it's you dark. guys are just entering like a blizzard, essentially. It's kind of like a wall that you weren't picking up on, uh, the two of you. Which, after the interaction of uh, getting smacked in the face of snow and to kind of turn it around to see this wall of blizzard... Azoth and Remus, you guys weren't noticing that your fifth compatriot 
somehow has missed it away throughout this blizzard. You don't know. You know he was a traveler of from a different world. He may have begun. Lo- uh, now hold on a goddamn minute. You're telling me another person we have met while traveling through cold tundra has now vanished again. I don't know how else to write to write this in with while while Manny I'm, as a DM. I don't I don't feel okay taking Yanni's character, so we're just gonna have him be lost, guys. He may have missed it away. But he could have just gotten lost in the in the blizzard. Remus doesn't have to think he missed it and disappeared magically. I'm just saying, first it was Damien, and now it's Yanni. And then there's going to be someone else. Well, Boom there's... Boom exploded, so... Boom Boom exploded. He kind of missed it away. Remus is having this inner turmoil while Finks is setting up a detect magic, I feel. Rune followed some old man somewhere. Haxon went on a quest. Who else am I missing? I feel like there was like two or three more. <laughs> well, that's about it for now. Yeah, okay. But Remus is right to his inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. It's justified. There was a ship captain that gave Boom Boom a gun that played La Cucaracha. <laughs> All right. Um, so you guys start setting up a detect magic, you said? Yep. All yeah. right. Uh. 10 minutes plus the minute for the ritual, I believe? Or is it one minute? I, can't, I can never remember the rules. It's 10 minutes. Is it 10 minutes? Because yeah. I, I had another friend say different, so I want to make sure. Well, either way, it can be 11 minutes. Yeah, we'll say it for right now. If someone wants to check in on the rules, find the rule for me, let me know. Cool. 10 minutes, 6 seconds? Seems fair. All right, you guys cast... To, to, you begin to, to cast attack magic. Um, you're roughly in the middle of a blizzard... So snow whipping around a bit. Starting to pick up a little bit. You guys are in the blizzard. Uh, some of you are dressed warm for it, though, I believe. Two of you specifically have winter yep. gear. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Howard's coat should keep him warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you detect, detect magic. Um, what you do pick up from this, I guess, is nothing from a school of magic. Uh, if anything, I would say abjuration. Make sure. Um, I don't believe it would be considered it, but I think it would be considered abjuration. Let me pull it up to see if it tells me specifically. Well, I, I, I more or less wanted to know whether or not this was a magical blizzard or the weather. No, it's more of like a more of like the the way of the land. If anything, you're picking up, it's more of like a natural environment. Kind of like by some unbeing force. Similar to what a uh, what a dragon's presence would be upon the land. Okay. But something this intense and just the minute you hit, it's almost kind of like a wall of a blizzard appearing. Probably from a higher being's power. Make sense? Sure. Oh, okay. for me. All right. You guys are entering a, a blizzard of sorts, and you guys have lost Yanni. Uh, Azoth, I believe, has a map. I have a map. Have you viewed the map in person? Like, have you viewed the map at all? Yes. Do you guys need me to send you the map again? I have. Yes. I have it. The Fey map. 
Yeah, I got it. Um, All right, cool. I think I got it. Through where? Where am I looking? Um, let me see if I can pull it from here real quick, just for you, Azoth. So, what do you guys want? You guys want to know uh, where do you guys want to go? You know that if you're following the map, you're going to try to travel a roughly northwest direction, and you're looking for these giant uh, towering peaks with the um, crest, but it's like these giant solid structures of ice kind of like localized localized like isolated icebergs standing on the ground uh the map says we go that way at this point i'm just following you guys because there's too much snow and stuff in howard's face he can't see anything okay uh, ooh, the All right, so you guys begin making your way. I'm going to have you guys roll some survival checks. Who wants to lead a, lead the survival? And what off, you got this. Nope. <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me... Uh, I'll give it a crack. A nine. Nine. Anyone want to help with it? Or are you just going to go with the straight nine? I give oh. you guidance to add the D4. Yeah. I'll allow a second roll to be made with guidance. <laughs> Four? All right. Someone as, uh, so as Fink's aids Azoth, that's uh, time. Um, as Fink's aids, aids Azoth, uh, you feel a little bit of presence because as you're looking up now, kind of peering throughout the sky, you don't see any sign of a sun. The sky is now s- roughly breaking night. In appearance, it's uh, you see a moon shining brightly, and as a uh, as Sphinx kind of leans on your arm, helping you and kind of wishing you a little bit of good luck on a second check, you feel the moon's presence kind of shine a little bit lately on you. Just a faint. Let's make another survival check for us. <laughs> Nat twenty plus four twenty four. Nice. Plus three, twenty-seven. You roll a four on the di- on the guidance. No, I rolled a three. All right, so overall is twenty-four. No, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven net, overall. Yeah, net twenty plus four and then plus three. That is awesome. That you is found awesome. the shortcut, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, have the map. On the underground tunnel. <laughs> you guys begin trekking through this. And not more tunnels. Nope. You guys begin trekking through this very uh, thick snowstorm. It is a uh, non-persistent. And for the majority of your day, it is a lot of trudging through uh, snow that becomes increasingly deeper. And it's a little bit harder to travel through. Uh, but as you wage past you see uh, the storm break for you by the end of your day. Or at least by what you guys would perceive to be a day, because like your t- detection of time is is lost here. You, as adventurers and travelers, you have a, uh, like an internal gauge of when you feel like you're hitting your eight-hour stride. And just as you hit that, you break way of the snowstorm that was supposed to last for a couple days. With the natural 20, though. 
I can let stuff slide. You see far off in the distance, probably get there by mid, by quarter of the day, neck tomorrow if you uh, sleep. And you're uh, overlooking a valley, and you see a series of these giant iceberg column-like structures hundreds of feet in the air. Far off in the distance, these look three, four hundred feet up. Make perception check, because you guys are all kind of cresting over this hill, looking at, looking at the valley below with these giant structures. You're peering for one with a cave that you know was not on the ground level. Eight. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Nice grouping. Nice grouping. Yeah. It's a little hard. But as you're peering out amongst the collection of maybe six or seven massive top, massive structures that you two waste the time to climb the wrong one would be annoying and tiresome. Uh, you begin to peek out. The third one back has this slight slit that looks almost like a crack in it. Little too big that could possibly be a cave. Just so far away, you can't see that detail, but it looks like a cave, maybe. What do you guys want to do? It's roughly, I'll say, nighttime. Uh, it is cold. It is slowly hitting some freezing temperatures. It, I'll say it's right now 35 degrees uh, temp right now. At night, you can see uh, as it's gotten longer, it has slowly gotten colder. You don't know if it's gonna t- if it's gonna get uh, to freezing throughout the night. Okay, so we should probably get into that cave. Um, is there a an easy way to climb? Do we see anything that looks more climbable than anything else? Uh, if you from this distance, you can't see nothing to this cave off of this ice structure. This structure is. Thousands of this is hundreds of yards away. It's going to take a couple hours to journey there. So you can make the track, but if you do, you're now trekking at night. Plus, you guys haven't rested yet, so it's just plan it out accordingly. Well, do we want to go ahead and risk it and use the uh, cave for shelter, or do you want to take a rest here? You guys can try and build shelter. Look for something around here. Your call. Are there is there another tree around here to sleep under? Uh roll it off your 16, 17, 18, one of you three. I had the 17, yeah. You do see a few scattered pine trees looking like Christmas trees. Um you know how much it'll do to uh just kind of sleep under the cold, like sleep under to keep it from the cold, but you can possibly use that for your aid and uh, trying to find to uh, find warm. Mm. Well, I, I know for me, I'm more personally inclined to push towards the cave. We can use that as better shelter than out here, or trying to fend for ourselves out here. How you have to also get up into the cave? How beat up did everybody get from the dragon fight? Where's everybody at right now? I'm full. I'm fine. We're all fine. We can push on. How's your guys' uh, slots? <laughs> uh, I'm good all the way. I don't really have those. Uh, I'm about halfway halfway done. So, do we want to do we want to take a short rest then, if it helps? I what it, done. What's that? 
I say press on. Press on? Yeah. There's treasure to be had, folks. Let's move on. I'm game. I need another survival check as you guys begin your journey into uh, towards this cave. As it is beginning to reach cold, colder temperatures. Keep that D4 on. 16. 16. Oh, do I get, do I, how do I keep getting a D4 as well on top well, of that? Well, I'm going to give it to every, you it's would, one roll, right. I think, but I'm going to cast right. it again for you. All right. Uh, then 16 plus one, 17. I'm helping. <laughs> hey, <laughs> clerics, man, you buff that party. Uh, <laughs> you make your way, uh, to the base of, or at least you're not to the base yet. You begin making your way to the bases of these giant structures that you see they are hundreds of yards apart individually. Well, no. About 100, 100, 150 yards apart individually, these giant large structures. Um, you are roughly 200 yards apart from the third one that as you're looking up now far, it's hard because it's 500 feet in the sky. You can see a black kind of cracking in the ice, something that possibly could be a lip to the cave, but it's very far up and it's just still faintly seen. So you said how far up? Uh, it is 500 feet up from oh. this structure. Well, I have some rope, but it's not long enough to get up up there. How is like? Is it? I had an incline, or how does like straight up sheer, or what? Um. Well, someone make another survival check as you start getting up close, because from the distance you can't see it that uh, detailed. You do see that it looks like almost kind of like scaling a uh, rock wall from the distance. Another survival check? Another survival check. As you start making your way in, it's going to take probably about an hour or so to make your way to this. Uh, unnatural 20. Thanks. All right, cool. You guys are getting lucky. There's a few moments that as you're starting to um, make your way to this uh, crest, it is... You feel a uh, rumbling noise from the ground. It's just a faint tremor. There's a moment that it gets a little louder as it passes underneath you guys. Keeping still, keeping quiet. Azoth being ready to, for whatever the nature may throw at you, kind of calm the party down. You hear a... As, it, as there's something coursing through the earth below you guys. And it passes on. That would have been bad, guys. That would have been bad. You guys make your way over to the uh, to this giant uh, sheen of ice at, as approaching it. It's now taller than you had f- seen previously. You had perceived the uh, is easily seven hundred feet, almost a thousand feet tall. You see it from the side that it goes up just at a just a ro- almost like a rock wall, almost like chiseled part. Parts of it, uh, Danny. With what were your what was your perception as you're looking at it? Oh, um, sorry. Let me hold on. Uh, it's nineteen. 
19. Uh, parts of it are smooth and kind of almost like chiseled at times, kind of almost like polished down. Mm-hmm. Um, you find some like kind of carvings into it, little like almost like a heart and some like faint names, kind of like if it was a tree. And uh, you see that like this looks like it's pretty old. This is like, this is not a brandly new uh, natural made. This is something that's been here for quite some time. Okay. Is it like iced over a lot or Oh like yeah, snow this is completely or? iced over. This is some solid ice that is like basically picture an iceberg carved out and plopped mm-hmm. on a sheet of land in a valley. Mm. Hundreds of feet tall. You see a cave up there that is 500 feet. You were told it was roughly about 500 feet up in there, the cave. But it's not at the top of it. It's about part way through it. Height-wise. Kind of want to try something. I don't know how well it might work. You guys might want to stand back, though. Oh. Oh. And I'm going to aim up. It's been a while since I've done this, and I miss it. And I'm going to Eldritch Blast the ice and see if I can create kind of like an avalanche to create like a slope for us to easily go up. Okay. Make an attack roll. Okay. Ah, nice. Uh, plus, hold on, what's my new attack? It's been so long. Yeah, plus uh, seven, 26. DC was above 20, and you succeeded. All right, nice. you, you kind of lift your arm up, and you feel confident because, you know, as you said, you missed this. Mm-hmm. Launch an Eldritch Blast, deal some damage. As it uh, smashes in. So if you're looking at this giant um, monolithic giant iceberg essentially plopped in, are you trying to shoot this blast ahead and just kind of create a pathway up in front of you? Yeah, so basically I'm trying to like aim it towards the, well, it's out of range. So as far up as I can go, about 120 feet up. Mm-hmm. So let it, I guess, like create an avalanche in a way that'll kind of create a slope for us to be able to just walk up instead of having to climb and all that. Hell yeah! Let's shoot. Let's 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 see what the integr- the uh, structural integrity of this of this uh, structure is. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deal mm-hmm. some damage. Yeah, five. What <laughs> <laughs> was it? Um, you pay, you you can lean, aim up about a hundred feet or so, at a position of where you guys are. You take a nice blast at it, and uh, you see part of the ice kind of carve away, and there begins to be like a little bit of a landing. How high up are you trying to shoot? Uh, one twenty feet. One twenty feet. Yeah, that's as far. But one hundred, two hundred twenty feet up, where you where you can place your aim, you see almost like a uh, cliff edging, just clear off as a blast of smoke of snow pushes off of it, and there's some uh, some parts of the ice on the side as the blast shoots up, kind of bops into it at varying uh, lengths, and kind of cuts away parts and like almost like divot holes of like where you could probably place your hand. Not consistently close, mm-hmm. but spaced apart the 120 feet up as it will mm. You guys can make your way. Try to. I don't know. Do you, what adventuring gear do you guys have? What are you looking for? Any spells you guys want to try and mess with? Well, I've got um I've still got that gun. From Boom Boom. <laughs> so, wh- I think what I want to do is um, I want to I want to 
I'm going to do kind of go for the same thing. And then with whatever resulting uh, uh, debris there is, I want to use um, shape water because it's ice and I can form that into steps to climb up. Can you do that without shooting it? Would that work? Uh, I probably, yeah. How much water can we shape? I can shape water. Let's see here. Um, uh, cause the water to form to simple shapes and animate it my direction. It lasts for an hour and it's within a five foot cube. So, I mean, theoretically, we can kind of do one of those, like, we move up, I'll move the next section up, we move up, I'll move the next section up, and we can form it into moving steps, uh, a la Frozen. I do like Frozen. Yes. Azoth, just let it go. (laughs) Okay. Um... So you're just going to start from the bottom the whole way up? Just start peeling away snow? Might as well. It's a, it's a cantrip, so I can have it at my leisure. I can just kind of move it. And a five-foot cube is a pretty decent amount, too. Mm-hmm. We've got the time. Just, <laughs> yeah. Even if we have to make two trips. <laughs> All right. So realistically, how tall and how big is everyone? Remus, you have a tail. Because you guys, I just want to make sure everyone's going to be traveling in a five-foot canoe being dexterous. So as he starts to stop them, stop it, you guys are going to have to move very carefully. Thanks. Hop on, Remus. Okay. I can just mm-hmm. point my tail outward. You go Okay, you point the tail outward. But I just want to make sure how is the spacing going up. I was going to say, can't you, like, Super Saiyan just wrap it around your waist? Yeah. Type of a thing, like a bow? Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's only, there would be basically only three of us. Yeah. And okay. Howard's six foot tall, but he's kind of like lanky a little bit. He's skinny. Yeah. Skinny. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure because so like the idea is that in combat you have a you take up a five foot space. So you're gonna be trying to do a cantrip within this five foot cube, and they're behind you trying to stay in so that as you begin to perform the cantrip, they can kind of keep in tandem with you. Yep. Um make a group dexterity check. Just to make sure you guys can move in tandem, walking about these the swishing, uh, slishing water as Azoth is breaking snow down to shape it into steps, and you feel it sliding behind you for him to shape it into a staircase around this. I got a 16. I got a 6. 9. 23! Yeah. Was that the 9? Uh, I got 9. Nine. Can you shape a railing while we're walking? Mm-hmm. If it fits within the cube, sure, man. Make it like an elevator. Dexterity check. Dexterity check. As Howard begins to kind of feel a little slippery, um, slipping off of the ice, you quickly look over and make a railing. Could you pull? Can you pop the railing? Dexterity. Seventeen. Seventeen. In enough time, you see Howard a railing pop up next to you. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Almost got me this time. Uh, You're looking out, Azoth. Good that mouth out. of yours. <laughs> <laughs> My own green band on you. <laughs> um, you guys go for about an hour now. And looking down, you are roughly about 150 feet up from the ground, making your way through. Uh... 
you guys going to keep this up the whole way? If, if there's like an obvious platform or something we can rest or if we need to, but otherwise, I'll see why we need to stop. Okay. Uh, see real quick. Just want to make sure. This rule check is brought to you by Oogie Games at Niagara Falls. 14304 Oogie Games on Military Road. Buy, sell, trade, maybe repair your broken used games. You could be trying to get an Xbox Series S. You could be getting stuff, maybe buying things. Oogie Games. It's backwards. I love it. Point to it now that I can see myself on Twitch. <laughs> um, good job, Sphinx. That's what's up, Jeff. That's what's up. Um, I don't know when that's from. <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to make, uh, we'll say, another survival check. And you guys proceed to go up another 150 feet. Nine. Hold on. It's okay. We'll say um, if someone just wants to make, uh, let's do three survival checks. Yes. Seven. Someone else want to roll with survival? 12. Okay. 14. 14. 17. Nice. Perfect. So, uh, after the whole Howard almost falling off the ledging, it took a minute for you guys to kind of get your bearings again. You didn't want to make sure, uh, don't make sure you guys don't lose anyone. Because looking down, this is quite some some, uh, feet to go. Howard, you don't know if you have another one of those taps on you ready. I don't know. Double check. It's one. Per- oh shit! Was it one per? I don't know. I, I don't it's know how, per- how many you have ready and how many you are willing to use. It's one uh, per day, but I don't know how the Feywild works because I'm pretty sure it's been a day in the Feywild. Let's make sure. Um, you're good with the one then. Just be careful. Yep. Uh, make your way up through successive checks. Uh, you guys start. You you take a little bit longer time. With Azoth having to waste more, uh, just kind of be more cautious with a railing as he's forming it up. It's almost like he's water bending with this. It's really intricate, really cool. Uh, though you guys start making your way up uh, about halfway through what you'd perceive your day to be, and you're hitting that 400 feet mark. Uh, make perception check. Twenty-one. Eighteen. Seventeen. You see up, you guys, you are now 100 feet below with what you see now, a distinct ledge, and you can start to see the crack above where an opening would be. I'm assuming you're spiraling, or at least you're zigzagging your way up this mountain, out of essentially this path. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the crack. Yep. All right. Uh, you begin to start fading your way up. Are you guys, uh, you guys have gone about half your day? It is uh, roughly, we'll say, for a timing, a four o'clock-ish from what you'd perceive, internal clockwise. Oh, no, wait, no, you guys didn't go throughout the night. You guys went throughout the night. Shit. Uh, No, time-wise, it is, you guys are going up throughout without a rest. You guys are spending the majority of your night. You Mm -hmm. guys want to go straight up to the cave top? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, You guys reach the top. 
and you come out to a uh, opening. You come cresting to the top of where you see this crack is. There's an entrance in front of you that is 10 feet tall, and the ledge that you come up to with your shape water is 15 feet in width. You can see it is dark within the cave. Can I hop on the platform? Yeah. Uh, you, you get your way up and Azoth kind of molds the water. You kind of grab up and pull yourself up on top of this platform. Uh, you look down and it's kind of like, you know, looking out, looking off the face of a cliff. Winds rushing about you guys. All right. I'm going to run inside because I'm assuming I'm cold. Not that far, but just get out of the wind. Okay. You run inside. Uh, this room is dark. You have dark vision, though? Dark vision. Room is 20 feet in distance width. It's empty. Uh, it's not a perfect circle. It's more of like an oval. And looking up, you can see it has uh, its walls are just sheens of ice coming up. At the very top, uh, it is... A hundred feet up in this room. You can at least see up a hundred feet or so. And it's just like sheens of wall of, of walls of ice going around it. Make perception check. Okay. Um, I rolled a nine. You see uh, piles of bones scattered around. Little pile of coins. In the one corner off to the uh, left of the entrance of the cave. Ragged uh, armors from animals. At this point, you guys all have come up to the mouth of the cave at some point. Enter as you dare. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I feel like I would have followed Finks probably like after he got 15 or 20 feet away from us. Okay. Uh, Scanter up with a make perception check with you. Uh You're looking around here. Fourteen. Fourteen. You're seeing the same things that he is seeing with the bones, the body. There's no real treasure here. Mm. Um, no egg. No the egg. walls, solid looking ice, really kind of smooth. Parts of it kind of look coarse and kind of scratched at. <sighs> Doesn't look like a lair. Maybe we go further in? You go in, it's it's just an oval room. Oh, around like this is like this is what you're looking at, and it's almost like the walls from around this room in this oval shape is just some like thick solid ice. Some of it's kind of has scratches and striations in it. It goes up tall, about hundred feet tall to the ceiling. Parts of the ceiling you see some was it stalactites. Azoth picks up one of the coins and puts it in Remus's pouch. You see a rejection. It doesn't. It doesn't kind of open up. Uh, and th- th- thank you. That's someone trying to put coin in your belly button. It's a little awkward. That would be really cold. I'll try that again later. <laughs> I, I take whatever coin it is. You find a. You find a piece of electrum. All right. 
Electric, electric coin. <sighs> you guys all in this by now? Looking around? What are you guys doing? Can I light a torch? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm lighting a torch, but I can't see up that far. I was gonna see if I can, if there's like an entrance up above, like towards the ceiling on the side of the wall, so it's like almost like a cylinder going up. I'm assuming. Right. I don't have dark vision, so I can't see up there. I do. Hey. Look to see if you see anything up there. Uh, Perception check, I assume. I'll give it with advantage with as you light the torch. Uh, Howard, you guys are seeing the basics of the basic stuff that I've described for everyone else, but mm-hmm. 24. 24. You see, um, uh, directly opposite of where you entered in from the mouth of the cave, the wall of ice that was shooting up, there is a bit of a lip that kind of almost like it opens to another, like almost like the upstairs, almost like an attic. Kind of like nook, like there's space up there somewhere, but it's seventy feet up. Should I make a nice ladder? You want to check it out, guys? We can, or I don't know how tired we are after all that. If we want to take a rest here now, and then we can continue on later. Uh, I'm off for going on. I feel like if we were, we're gonna try. We should probably just go the seventy feet and be safer up there in the more secluded area to rest. That was my thoughts too. I'm all for it. Let's go. Let's see this really sweet ice ladder. Is it the Bobby Iceman pose? Um, all right. You start uh, trying to shape the ice from itself. And uh, it's a little bit... You've been out in the cold. You've been dealing with snow. This ice, as you go to shape it, as it does shape for you, it almost is cold and like burns to touch a little bit. Bearable, but kind of like that, like it's frozen, like almost like frozen metal type of a burn. Like, ooh, a little bit like something different about this ice. Don't lick this. Huh? <laughs> no, don't do it. Uh, make. I'll say dexterity checks as you try to uh, climb up this ice ladder. And so I'm assuming, real quick, are you making just kind of like embedded prints in the ice wall going up? Kind of like, yeah, nothing. Or are you trying to sculpt a structurally safe ladder of ice? Your call. But one may be smarter than the other. I was structurally sound. Structurally sound. Structurally sound. Structurally sound. I meant that. Safety dance style. <laughs> so, you're going to go for the structurally sound ladder? Yes. Okay. You craft what you feel to be a pretty sturdy ladder. You're going to try and swing it around and smack it around and see if it can hold, or are you just going to bank on it? Bank on it. All right. Who's leading the charge up this ladder? I've got a 14. I rolled a 22. 17. Uh, no, I'm asking you all. Who's going to be the one that's going to try and go up first? Well, I rolled the lowest, so I'll go last. I will go first. I'll the follow biggest. behind second. Yeah, I mean, if, if Remus can take it, then the rest of us can follow, so. And you know what? 
for safety because it's structurally sound, I'll have my tail hover around a rung below me each time like a safety in case for some reason I do slip. Good call. Because I have a tail. Just making sure your tail wasn't going to knock anyone off your ears. Make a dexterity save as you get two or three ladder rungs up. 25. So as you get about two or three ladder rungs up, you go to step, step, you hear it. All right, I can do this. You take another step. You go to step again, and the ice breaks before you quickly just kind of catch yourself landing on your feet. The ladder is not structurally sound. Maybe we should go with the holes in the wall. The wall can't break on us, right? Yeah, shouldn't be able to. Holes. Just quickly. Waving the holes in. Need y'all to make dexterity checks as you climb your way up this. That's 22. You're good. You kind of find your way, gripping your nails and kind of pull up. The part's a little too slippery. You grab part of your robe, put it in there kind of for a little bit of friction. Pull it up. Make your way up, Howard. 14. 14 as well. 20. All watching Howard. You all quickly follow up the same. Uh, You all don't have robes just like him, so the one part that's slippery, y'all make Y'all can't be perfect. Yeah, can't be perfect. We learned from his mistake. We avoided that part. (laughs) Uh, As you get up, you're on a platformed ledge that is overlooking this entrance cave, and it is uh, dark where you are at. Do you bring the torch up with you? Yeah. Okay. Torch comes up, lights up the space around you. You are on a 20-foot by 20-foot platform. That you're, uh, One side is overlooking this old room that you came in from. To the left is overlooking a uh, dark pit. Just kind of like it empties out. Uh, looking over the with, with the torch, looking over it, you would see that it kind of, uh, the walls from where the edge is, kind of taper or kind of like kind of curves out like a giant uh, water slide and it tubes down to the dark kind of twisting away. You can't see where it goes. Does it look fun? It looks kind of fun. You do not know what's at the bottom though. I say we rest here first. Yeah. The pit you said goes down almost like a slide? Almost like a giant like kind of like water slide tube that kind of spins around. It can probably fit all at this point, all four of you could probably fit side by side. At some point, it looks like it tapers into like 10 feet, 15 feet wide. So do a Jamaican bobsled style later. No one yeah. can, t- can anyone teleport us anywhere? I can only move 30 feet, but I, I can only carry one person with me. All right. Just so not very far. I have another torch, so I'm just going to try something. I'm going to toss the torch that I have already lit down the slide to see like how far it goes. Uh, you're just going to watch it, kind of see it grow? Yeah. You toss a torch down, uh, let you see it shoot out in front of you, start to turn to the left. You see a slight glowing from below. You, you see it kind of turn again. Another turn. And then the light just kind of fades away. Hmm. You can uh, make perception check to see if you could see it through the ice. Do we hear anything? You hear the... Sh- 
23. I can chuck. I mean, you too. 23 for me. 23? Twenty six. What? You hear a small, slight splash, and then a noise. A splash. A small splash, very faint. For the twenty six. Well, I suppose we can rest up here. But this almost sounds like something I came across once in my travels in a different world. We called it a water slide. It was quite fun. Possibly could be a water slide. You guys want to, you guys want to rest up here and figure out what to do for the next day or what are you guys doing? Yes. Yeah, let's, I suppose we shall rest. All right. You guys begin rest real quick. I'm just letting you know, I'm switching out my third level spell for water walk tonight. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. I have a question. I have multiple questions. Ask questions away. Are there any sort of skeletons or bodies up here in this tiny room? Uh, make an investigation check. Uh, the walls, the walls, you're all, there's only two walls, and it's the walls to the left and right side from the entrance uh, from where you came up. And the walls are just like, Frozen shards and sheets of ice, kind of like the similar of rest of everything else. Um, Fourteen. Fourteen. You find a skeleton of what looks like a half orc. Do you see the tusks coming up from the uh, from the skull? You see a uh, pouch frozen in about a foot uh, deep of a uh, chunk of ice. Like, so like through the, like, like kind of rubbing from over by the body, looking to see if there's anything, like where his like rib cage kind of sunk into the ground. You see a pouch of just pouch. Frozen. Right. Take some time to get to if you want to. I would, I would greatly love to go for the frozen pouch. Frozen pouch. Uh, how are you going to go after this? I'm going to just actually see. Pouch is frozen in some solid ice. I'm going to use press the digitation through the glo- silent gloves of the conjurer uh, because I can warm up to a cubic foot of non-living material for one hour. There you go. Nice. That is some kind of kind of grabbing this uh, as you're looking down and feeling the need for that. Oh, this may be some good coin. You kind of start rubbing this uh, patch of ice and uh, casting the prestidigitation throughout the glove. It begins to kind of get some more slushy. And as it's getting to this like watery texture over the course of this hour, you start scooping up the slush and making your way to a soggy pouch that as you go to grab it, uh, it has some weight into it or a weight in it uh, from it. As you hear a slight uh, ching, ching, ching of some coins. Uh-huh as well as uh, you hear a small glass uh, noise, almost like glass metal from within it. How long did that take me? About half hour. I will use the remaining half hour to try and warm the pouch dry. Okay. Because I'm assuming it's still wet and slushy, and then once it's dry, I'll 
once it's dry, I'm going to go through it. All right, cool. So you're spending that hour to go through. Is anyone else doing anything before we get to like bonfire time and resting and checks throughout the night? Uh, during that time, Howard would have been sitting and kind of examining the half orc skeleton. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. See if there was anything else like within the body or not besides the pouch that Remus is going for. Got it. Uh, make an investigation check. At this point, Remus is sitting in the corner holding uh, a pouch in his hand trying to warm this up as you're investigating the remaining what was over there. So, natural one, plus one, so two. You see the uh, severed limb of what looks to be a Goliath's hand. Just in, like, bone and Decayed skin and meat that didn't get eaten or fully decayed is just frozen mm-hmm. in the ground. He's Next not going to worry about that, but he is going to go towards the half-orc. Is it like a full skull, or is there like still partially you can tell it's a half-orc? Yeah, it's it's a full, it's a half-orc. You can tell because of the teeth kind of sticking out. Part of the uh, back skull kind of probably cracking and uh, shattered a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the lower jaw was actually kind of stuck to the ice. So, all right, I'm going to try to yank the skull out. Okay. Um, and just kind of sit off on the corner. And we'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and while he's doing all that, can I just ask Crack Big Back if he, if he knows this guy? Crack Big Back. Got it. Um, as Howard picks up and pops his skull off and walks by you, you're like, hey, uh, you know, one of your friends? You guys see Remus again, still just kind of huddled in. Moment on the pouch. Here. No, I didn't. I didn't know him, unfortunately. It's a little lot out in this place. I haven't recognized anyone, really. Heard a dragon, though. Uh, I we took care of that. Yeah. Where's the bones from it? I got some scales. Ah, oh, let me see him. All right, I'll take one out. Take him out. Oh, I like him. Make some fine armor with that. Hmm. You know how to make this armor? No, but I have an idea we can do it. Use it with. Tell me more. Uh, what if you were to build the, a plate of armor of scales with me embedded in the shoulder? Ooh, I like this. Then you can see. And I don't have to keep bothering to take you out. That'd be kind of cool. We'll talk more on this later. All right, I'll put him back in the... I don't know where I keep him. See? A sack somewhere. Uh, Quiet down. It's time for sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this point, sack is uh, dried. Hmm. He can open? Yeah. He got a pouch of... Four pieces of gold, two pieces of silver, four red ruby-looking, uh, raw-cut-looking gems. About, we'll say, uh, just for comparison, five gold apiece value at a rough estimate. You also see a small vial of a uh, reddish-looking potion 
that on the glass bottle looks like little inf- uh, faint impressions of like wings. Oh. With a uh, make an investigate uh, inspection uh, investigation as you put as you kind of pop this out. I hope I have a good mod. Eighteen. You see yeah. stamped. Almost like a wax seal to cover the cap is a uh, is the head of almost a bull with two long horns coming out of it. Huh. <laughs> Rojo Toro! Oh, Gimme! Rojo Toro! Gimme! I must hold on to the Rojo Toro. Your party now has a Rojo Toro uh, potion. All right, we're gonna write that down. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys already. Ha- uh, do you have it with Azoth already? I have one. You have one still. All right. Uh, you find two glass vials. We'll say I forgot about that originally. So you find two of them. All right. I'll give one to Azoth. I know what that is. I can tell you what it does. Tell me. No. I don't okay. get. Me- It'll give you one of three effects. One, flight. Two or four, D4 plus four HP. Three, haste. For a minute. And flight for a minute. Damn. There you go. Good stuff. Hmm. That'll come in handy in case we need to uh, fly back down. Mm Mm-hmm. If I get the right one. Yeah. Take luck. All right. So, you find that. Uh, you guys going to do for bed? Does What are you guys doing for camping out? You guys are in a cold cave. It is the, It has not begun. It has not gotten any warmer. You guys are in an ice-chilled cave made of ice. Mm. Laying on solid ice. With a single torch. I have a tinder box. We can burn. Is is there stuff to burn besides like the there's that no, the bone? No, bones don't bones, burn. There's some leather armor, like ripped up, torn shreds of leather armor. I also have a tinder box, but also I'm gonna cut using one of my daggers. Cut up some of my hemp and rope, and we can burn that. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the same. I've got all the same stuff. Yeah, so, I got actually. I have tattered clothes as well. Too. Someone I have throw them in a bonfire. Throw them in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm use that to like rip it up as shreds and get that going too to keep the fire going. Six, yeah. What do you got? I've got my old druid clothes. Okay. I got the kids' clothes from the mansion. Yeah. I'll throw those in. Perfect. Awesome. Do you have the kid? Uh, no, he didn't come with the clothes. Oh, what a shame. All right. I'll say you guys pile together a uh, patchwork makeshift fire. Who knows how long it's going to last? And no, who knows uh, how it'll go for the night? But mm-hmm. it'll last for a time. You guys begin to do a long rest. Who wishes to do watches? Um, I'll take first watch. You're going to take first watch? Okay. 
I'll take first watch. Second. I'll go last. Okay. I will go third then. Okay. Danny. Yep. Uh, Howard, make a perception check. Or just roll a d20. It wouldn't be a perception. Just roll a d20 for me. Ten. Ten. It's quiet here. You're the... The, the crackling of the fire. Mm-hmm. You hear the ripping of the wind from outside the mouth of the cave down below. And there's a peacefulness to it. And make a perception check now for me, I guess. As you're watching and looking at this fire and you're seeing that, you're seeing shapes and almost figures kind of dance within it. 21. 21. Almost as if something is teasing you with knowledge you can't have. You see a face, a shadowed face, a silhouette. No features, but a crown just offset slightly, waving his finger at you. You see, just kind of peering into that further, that the the shadow and the darkness within this fire that's burning kind of fades away and shifts. Almost like watching clouds, you're seeing a new image. And then you see a spark of... It's hard to see this, but within this fire that's burning red and yellow and and uh, these warm colors, you see a red just spark and twinkle. Think of like the, what is it? The, the Disney, low blue, just faintly. And you're like, wait, you see something flash. All right. I'm going to reach over, grab the skull. Okay. Hold it up. Almost as if like a to be or not to be type of a deal thing. Hamlet. You know, you remind me of somebody we used to travel with. I could make a voice for you, but that was his gimmick and I'm not going to steal that. You know, since you left, it's been weird. Things have been going on. Here I am talking to a skull. Maybe I am going mad. Who knows? I'm seeing comets. I'm seeing places. Who knows where I'm supposed to go? I think maybe maybe a part of you might still be in with this in this skull. I know it's not really you. But maybe you can help keep me somewhat sane. I almost killed an animal just for no reason. Just to summon a warden. I'm not like that. I don't know what's going on. But I think I'll keep you around for a little bit. Thanks. Okay, I'm done. And I'll put it back. <laughs> All right, you put it and back. That'll be the end of my watch. I'll get the next person up. Go over. Uh, wake up. Who is next? Watch. All right. Yeah. Catch out. Uh, catch um, Azoth. Wake him up. It's only been a couple hours. You realistically only need three people taking watch. I don't know if you guys are generous to kind of share the share the load. It's your call. You go and wake up uh, Azoth. All right. You're just chilling by the fire. Anything you're doing, make a, roll a d20 for me. Unless there's anything specific you got going on. Nope. Just enjoying. 16. 16. 
Let's see. You hear about halfway through your watch a noise, almost like something scratching ice. Coming from below you. Almost like something that's uh it's not not directly under you, but like 70 or so feet below you. Hmm. Okay. Um, I will. Uh, I, I have a, a torch as well. So I will uh, do the same thing that Howard did. I'll take my torch and light it and then kind of look over and see if I can get any more. Because I do have dark vision for up to 60 feet. So I'll see if the light will uh, help me see a little bit farther down to see if I can see what it is. You're going to look down from the mouth of the oval cave from where you came in from that way, or are you going to look down like kind of like where the slide is? Uh, from where the sound is coming from. So it's like, it's like you hear it coming from below you. Oh, like directly below. Like, like directly, like directly below you, but not like underneath the ice that you're standing on, but like 70 feet down. Hmm. Makes right. sense? Yeah. Um, Just your, your passive perception is, is high. Um, so I will... Uh, I mean, I can check both spots. I, I'll, I'll look over the one side that we came up. Okay. And if it looks clear, then I'll kind of make my way over towards the slide. You do both? And you don't see anything. Okay. Um, I will... Um, I'll take out one of the bones that I have in my pouch... Mm-hmm. I'll start scratching um, sound travels. I guess I'll start scratching the like icy slide. Uh, if it's if it's any kind of like um like a pattern that it is, like if it's, it's trying to, I'll try and duplicate the like mimic it almost. Almost like a, it almost sounds like uh, kind of like the monotonous kind of like scratching of like someone scratching at something. Okay, almost like the, the like the paint on a wall, like dry paint on a wall. It sounds like someone's scratching. All right, I'll try and do like some kind of a, a scratchy pattern and see if it stops and then like tries to like communicate almost, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um mm. Okay, roll a d20 for me. All right. Nine. Nine. Scratch, scratch, scratch from your end. No reply. Hmm. Stops. Make perception check. Mm-hmm. Ten. You hear a patter of almost like a, almost, it sounds like footsteps. Almost like a kid down the hall. You hear a pattering, kind of like, it's distant enough, and they're running, something's running away from wherever it was. Mm. All right, I'm just going to go sit back down by the fire then. Okay. 
I'll say at this point, you're looking at the fire, and it looks like it's uh, a little bit through halfway. We're rounding up the end of your watch, and it's a little bit through uh, more than through halfway. Um, it may not last the full eight hours. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on. All good. Uh. Okay. I'm good. Sick. Okay. Ends with your uh, watch. Who is next? Remus. I am. All right. You wake up, tag out with Azoth. Uh, anything cha- exchange or is it kind of like a tag you're in, tag you're out? Uh, I, I, I assume he looks tired. Okay. Uh, you go over, start sitting down. I'll say, uh, roll a d20 for me. Mm. Eight. Eight. It's pretty nice watch for you. No disturbance, nothing there. Fire is looking a little dead. It's on its way to being, uh, cold. Uh, to be burned out. You don't know if ever you don't know if anyone's gonna suffer from having uh not not being warm for the full night. You wouldn't want to wake up cold in this place, probably. What have we got? We're gonna. Uh. It just, so it just says in my inventory I have a book. Okay. I uh, as far as I know, I don't really have a book, but you do. You got I, one pages, pages. Oh yes. What book? <laughs> that was the book of the long rest. You could read it throughout the night, so you could do like a full night watch without taking penalties from going going a full night without sleep. Oh, then I cannot burn that book. Please hold. <laughs> you want to rummage through everyone else's gear? No, no, no. I'm just going to look through my stuff. I got some of that, some of this. I'm sure you can burn Rojo Toro. I've got my old armor. You can burn that. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't need it. Okay, I have this 10-foot length of string. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Foot. I mean... You don't got to go... You don't got a full night. You just got to keep kind of keep this fire stoked a little bit more from where it's at. Like, this is on its... Mm-hmm. Thank you, Azoff. I will burn your old armor. <laughs> All right. It's All right. Better. Uh... There it goes. Ten, <laughs> ten pounds of leather. You know what? It's a little uh, little unconventional, but it's going to do the job. This fire was kind of roaring a little bit from where it was left. Uh, it was getting smaller, but as you're slowly adding on layers and layers of armor and of leather pieces to stoke to this fire, it starts to catch eventually. Mm. Uh, starts to pick up into It's not a roaring, heavy fire, but it is smoldering and keeping a little bit of a heat isolated to you guys. Uh, good luck. Good, good work in not letting the party freeze out throughout the night. 
Here you go. Uh, all right, let's finish off the last of this watch with an early morning rise with Finks. Yep. Twenty. Um, As you wake up, toastier. Remus slinks off back to sleep. Well, I was going to do this anyway, but I rolled a natural one. Okay. So what I was going to do is once everyone's sleeping and I'm like sure they're sleeping, I was going to tell Lucky the mouse to take the watch for me and I was going to go back to sleep. Roll a d20 for Lucky for me then, please. So you can totally go back to sleep. I am all for it. 16. What does Lucky do when he after this? Like what is his goal? What is What will Lucky do? I don't know. He's a mouse. <laughs> Wait, I love it. We're rolling with randoms. Okay. How long have you known Lucky for? Uh, however long I've been in jail. So, like, I don't know how long mice live, but a while. This one has just been kept alive by this moonly light. At this point, you wake up now, slightly earlier than everyone else, looking around. Good. No one knows. Shit. Lucky's not around. Oh, no. Lucky is not on, not on this 20-foot platform near you guys at all. All right. Wake up, everyone. Wake up. No, no, no. Pooby trim. <laughs> What's up? What's going Lucky, on? Lucky, he's missing. Who? The mouse. Oh. Check your clothes. And start kind of rummaging through everyone's stuff. Make investigation check, everyone, as everyone starts rummaging through their own stuff. I'm just going to reach inside his coat and just feel around. Nine. Fifteen. Twenty. Not natural, though. All right. Um, natural twenty. Not natural. Or no natural. Not not natural twenty. Sorry, responding to a message. Um, nothing. Lucky is missing. You do see a uh, small claw marks over at the edge of where the slide-ish tunnel is. Okay. Um, if I see that, then I'm going to cast Water Walk on the party, and. Say, I'll meet you down there. Jump right down. All right. You jump down. As the lights vanish in, your dark vision kind of kicks in, and you are seeing, it's kind of like that scene of a... Um, dead. Actually, no, you're just in a, you're just in a dark tunnel. Just, you pop out. Um, you are, you see, uh, approaching the this last little turn that you did on the fourth turn where it uh, pans off and levels off, you make a perception check as you come speeding in with disadvantage. Disadvantage. I'll give you, I'll let you give yourself guidance because you're actively looking for Lucky at this moment, I'm sure. Did we all go down the slide? He hops down ahead of you all. Yeah, okay. So this happened first. 17 total. 17 total. With guidance. Um, as you're quickly scanning, as you're as you come zooming down to a plat like a plateaued, you see Lucky over to your right about 
three feet over. Um, ten feet ahead of you, you see a icy, um, like the walls continue out for 20 feet, but you see 10 feet after this stops, it uh, turns into like an icy just pool, like a like a sweat, almost like a water slide where it drops you in a uh, 10 feet wide, 10 feet deep uh, pool. Okay. Just water that you're assuming is going to be cold. Um, you come skimming down, you hit the water, and you as you're on it with water walk. Okay. Everyone else, you all saw him jump down. He hasn't hit the water yet. Essentially, for you guys, I jumped do down too. I'll go. Any waiting? You jump right down. Yep. Okay. And look at Remus. I guess we're doing this. You all jump in, or yeah, I'll jump in now. After oh, Remus, you jumping in, or are you just like uh, oh no? Uh, I'm going to take a minute. And attach daggers to the backs of to the bottoms of my boots, so I can try and have some sort of like brake system for this ice downhills adventure. Nice. We're going to use the string to attach the string. Them. Well, I have to tie it somehow. How else am I going to put it on my boots? You're using string though. Well, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it around a bunch and tie it on. Ten feet. I got ten feet of string. It's ten like feet five of string. Each side. We'll say. I, I, it's yes. Sure, to a shoestring consistency of a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay, make a uh, dexterity check as you're trying to wrap this around tightly and trying to cinch it off. Eleven. You think it'll hold? You got to fashion. You, you kind of fashion something. You know, with your kind of feet that you can dig into it and everything. Why wouldn't you just hold them? I got other ones. <laughs> Azoth has already jumped in. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Azoth, you being a little bit bigger than Finks, you slowly catch up on him and speed up on him as he's hitting the water. You break forward and you come sipping in behind him. You guys are hitting the water with water walk on. You guys are not sinking into it and going <laughs> as you're passing this water. Howard. <laughs> it's dark for you. There is no light source currently. You are going down a tunnel and you're hitting water. Thinks. You saw, uh, you turn around, you see your friends come sliding down. And you're like, oh no, don't hit, don't hit Lucky. They don't. Better not. Bad luck. Remus, you're at the top. You've cinched daggers into your boots as a braking system of sorts. Yes. You make your way down. At what point do you try to slam well, the- So I'm using do do? my. I'm using a barrel lid as a sled. I'm just sitting on it because why not? And then I have my feet up. So whenever I feel like I'm getting close to the edge, I'm just going to push my feet down with the daggers and hope something happens. Okay. If not, I'm getting a very abrupt running start onto walking the water. You start sliding down, and this tube is now smoothed out, almost like it was polished clean and like polished uh, nicely. Um, How? What did you do with your butt? And your board on it is picking up speed as it's hitting the right grooves. Um, You come zipping right behind Howard as you start to plateau, and you're hitting that crest of it sliding out. You have come down even faster than them. So. Make a dexterity save as you go to slam your feet. 
technically it's a strength, but you're working with daggers. I'm assuming you're trying to be more dexterous than just brute strength, right? Yes. It's a 22. You slam your legs into it, and as every, as you go rocking for the ice or the water to, to skimp off of, you instead hit the ice and carve it as a snowboard and go up on the wall and land at the other, kind of almost like you wallboarded it and uh, pass the water and kind of land on the board. You bet it's dark and no one else can see that. No one else. Whoever has dark vision can see it. I saw it. I was going everybody but me. I just said, woo! <laughs> There's a moment that you all heard the woo to your side and slightly above you. Uh-huh. It's like the, the partially excited, partially very concerned for what's about to happen, woo. <laughs> As you all do see, there is a door on the other side, so it goes 10 feet of water that you all very luckily, very smartly avoided freezing temperatures. And now on uh, the end of this hallway that is uh, 10 feet wide and it goes stretching for another 10 feet before you see an icy uh, door. It's kind of like a structured door kind of passing and it's it's almost like picture a dragon blowing it shut and kind of like freezing it. Kind of caves over 10 feet by 10 feet. You going to grab Lucky or is he on the other side of the water just chilling still? Uh, I'm going to grab him if he doesn't come over on, on his own. He doesn't have walk on water. Oh, yeah. He would have been out of range. Okay, I'll go get him. Go get him. Scared all over. Okay. What are you guys doing? You're looking at a 10 feet uh, by 10 feet wall door space in front of you that it looks like uh, was kind of frozen shut by a beam of ice. Well, before we do that, what's in the pool? Can we see anything down there? Besides that, make a perception. Not that we're gonna be able to get whatever's in there. Oh, we can do it. Uh, I got a twenty-four. I let's go with that. Yeah. You see, at the bottom of it, there is a body frozen in ice of a male figure with dirty blonde hair, kind of parted sideways. With uh, almost like he was leaning on something, and just covered in like kind of like a white shirt and like some slacks, like brown slacks. Um, what do you see? There's somebody frozen down there. Um, uh-huh. I can bring him up. What? What do they? Water. What does it look like? They're are they doing something? Or are they just kind of like floating? They're frozen. They're just kind of. I don't know. It's kind of hard to see, but I can bring them up closer. What, what, what do they look like? He's got blonde hair that's kind of parted. And he's this. Uh, can I do like a perception or an investigation check in the room we're in? Of course. I don't know which one it would be. I got a nat 20. So I, I, I just basically, I want to know if this is like a, not like a temple room, but like a dragon cult room or like something like that. This room leads, so this kind of like, it, the room itself is like the tunnel leads into this little hallway and it's the walls are carved ice uh, burrowed out by possibly a dragon or what you could assume is a dragon that's sort of leading yourself into a larger, greater chamber. The wall itself is very much 
uh, haphazardly frozen. If it, it's almost like uh, it wasn't like looks, it doesn't look like a spell was used to freeze this door shut. More of like a blast of ice was currented towards it and froze it shut. All right. Uh, I mean, I guess I I don't know. I don't trust any. I don't. I don't think he should be there if he's frozen there. But I don't want to get to know him just yet. I think we should see what's behind the frozen door first. Okay. Works for me. I'll send you all a picture of something similar to what you're looking at at the bottom. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and use uh, the prestidigitation gloves again. Okay. And warm the lock or warm the door. It is. Uh, you go to place your hands on kind of like part of the center of the door, warming them up a bit. And as you go to put your hands towards it, they start to slowly seep in, but this door is very thick. So it'll take the time of slowly trying to push and melt your way open and into it. I mean, uh, yeah, I have, I have an hour, so I'm just going to try and clear as much as I can. Okay. And I, suppose I can help him. Yeah! Shape water. I can try and just direct the water away. Okay. This so, entire time, Howard's going to be blindly looking through his bag to see if he can find his uh, hooded lantern. Do you have a hooded lantern? Yeah, so, I still have a hooded lantern in the bag. Okay. But I'm blind in here, so I'm, this entire time I've been fumbling around trying to find it. Okay. Uh, you start to shape water through, and as you begin to just kind of melt and smear the water away with your magic, just part core down, water bending, just nope. Nope, that there. Uh, you clearly break into a what you can see. Give me percep- perception checks as you both kind of clear through a. Uh, the largest of you all is Azoth, so what I would presume to be an Azoth shaped kind of hole for you to walk through. 18. 11. You see. A large cavern, about 150 feet deep, wraps around the room, 200 feet. It's a large uh, open space, and you can see there's small specks of light, and there are small little goblinoid-sized creatures skirting around from the right side of this opening room. You see a few sparks of light of something coming to the left. You see towering uh, walls of ice scattered throughout this location. So there's no real door? No, you see, you melted away the sheet of ice and you open to a large cavern. Okay. And you begin uh, to hear a snarling. <laughs> what languages do you guys know? Goblin. Uh, Common, Druish, Elvish, Primordial, and Undercommon. Nope. Abyssal, uh, Common, Deep Speech, and Infernal. Infernal and Common, my man. And Thieves can't. In Infernal. Yo, hurry. She isn't back yet. Let's get away now. While we have the time. It's quiet. Did you hear a... Uh, a scurrying of steps and a uh, sound of kind of 
claws scratching metal to your left. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have not entered the ca- this giant cavernous space yet. Not yet. Nope. I think these people took treasure. Mm-hmm. I heard some sort of gibberish going on here through the hole. In Infernal, by the way, it was. Yeah, in Infernal. They, they're trying to leave before she gets back. I can only assume that means the dragon. How many did it sound like? Uh, many. Hmm. You heard one distinct voice that sounded thicker and uh, burlier, and you heard a couple of little spanters off. Small little ones. So I say we... I don't know. Howard, can you see it? Yeah, I have my hood to land her now, I think. All right, I say we this point, I try and take out these guys, maybe. Um, I think this is going to cast without a trace on the party. Yeah, we'll sneak up on them real real sneaky-like. And I'm also going to give the blessing of the trickster to, I think Howard was the worst at stealth. Is that correct? Yeah, I can't see anything. Okay, so I'll give Howard the blessing of the trickster, so advantage on stealth rolls. And then plus 10 from the spell. All right. So you guys are all making some stealth checks for me. All right. I got a 35. Oh, How? Because plus 10. My stealth is plus 7, and I rolled an 18. I got a 36. (laughs) Oh! Natural 20. You said plus 10, and what's the blessing of the trickster? Uh, Advantage. Oh, advantage. Okay, good. Because I rolled a 2. 12. I believe. Who knew Draconic, by the way? Uh, I think our ranger friend knew Draconic. Yeah. Yeah. Yanni. Yanni. He's the one who shouted up and got the dragon to come down. Yeah, that's true. That's that's how he got him down. Many ranges. Um... All right, yeah, so you guys heard an Infernal come uh, talking a little bit, and uh, yeah, that's that. Um, so you guys are going to enter in this room. Are you going to try and light your lantern? What are you guys trying uh, to do? Not if I'm being stealthy. I'm going to kind of like hold on to the back of whoever's in front of me. Thing. Yeah, uh-huh. and use them as a guide to follow. All right, you begin to make your way into this ca- into this large cavern that you're looking up the uh, looking up. It's hundreds of feet tall. No, 150 feet tall, um, with these large spikes uh, draping from the ceiling in various spots where you can see parts of them are broken and snapped off. Which where they look broken, snapped off, you can see scattered amongst the ground pieces of uh, icicles that have fallen. You see pillars of ice kind of separating kind of as almost like obstruction towers throughout the room. Where direction are you going? Where are you trying to sneak to in this place? What are you trying to look for? Uh, we were trying to follow the voices of those people that were in the entrance there. Talking to the left. All right. Let me make some perception checks real quick. Low perception. There's not one. Now they're both low. Um you sneak off quickly, entering in this cavern, cut left, and begin uh, hiding your way, uh, guiding your way over to a spar- a uh, almost a magical-looking scon- sconce that's on a wall that has a uh, 
reddish, devilly looking flame flickering from it. Almost like a white on the inside that flares off to like a rich red out of it. Uh, and you see a dragonborn looking uh, individual. White dragonborn, it looks like. Hunched over, uh, looking at this little, uh, you would actually recognize this as a cobalt, but it is a white cobalt, and it is yelling and speaking at it in a uh, tongue that you do not recognize now. It's going, as it uh, pointed off over into a corner that you see in the opposite center room. It was uh, directly af- directly across from you where you would have entered as it uh, holds out its hand as this carrying motion points over that way as this little cobalt scampers over without anything in its hands in the far off. This uh, dragonborn creature, it's got these long, it's uh, almost like its ears kind of droop down low and let me pull it up just so I can describe it better. You see these like dready uh, manes coming down from its side, and its ears are fin-like. And you see its its uh, hands are longer than a normal dragonborn. It's almost like the hands go extend down to the full ground as it's kind of dragging them, swinging them. You see this large sword uh, on its pouch as it's looking at this uh, mechanical structure that looks like a uh, looks almost like a claw. Like a hand, like a drag, like almost like what would be a dragon's claw, made out of uh, this dark black onyxy looking metal that is clawed up, uh, similar to like the Power Rangers movie with the ooze and the egg. It kind of almost like a larger like fist. It only comes f- four feet off the ground, not super towering, but it. Uh, you see these four dragons. Claws coming from various angles uh, in an extended motion as if it's going going to close, but it is just kind of resting there. And it looks almost like uh, this obsidian-looking metal that he's, he's kind of just tweaking and just kind of pulling it and setting it in place as he's looking around over the, uh, over the ca- uh, cavern. You hear him talking to himself. Who's back? What are you guys doing? How many things are there? Perception check as you look about the cavern now. 22. Oh, perfect. 22. Uh, you see a scatter sum, roughly four, five kobolds, which uh, you see these little slightly larger than what Finks is. So he's probably about three and a half, four feet tall these are, and they're uh, little lizard-looking folk with tails, but they look more dragon uh, draconic in nature. Uh, You see two different kinds. You see uh, two blue ones run by. You see two white ones. And a third white one follows it. As they're carrying around, bringing different uh, powders and chemicals and some gems from the if you're walking into the cavern, top right, or uh, north right of it. So, kind of forward to the right. Uh, past the direction of where this larger dragon board was pointing. 
So there's the five come running from that way and they're holding some gems and what looks like a pouch of maybe dust or something as it's holding it and carrying it over. All right. So the five little guys and then the dragon board. So we can see six things right now. Six things. And they're roughly 50 feet away from you as I'm assuming you guys are, are kind of sneak on the wall kind of remaining hidden behind some like structures of ice. I don't want to whisper to the party. Um, if they're anything like me, we take out the leader, the rest scatter. I like your thinking. Let's go for the big weird guy. Go for the big? Are there... What... Um, so, if we're slinking our way through the room and we're able to see more, are there any other uh, perils or hazards we should be aware of? Any drop-offs? Is it a fully enclosed cavern? Is there any, like... Uh, Sources, any other way to get in besides that door that was um, frozen shut? Roll off your 20? 22. 22? You don't see anything. If you want to take the moment to try and take a check again, you may, if you wish to look look more heavily. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do Perceiving that the situation is slowly developing, that's why. Yep, I'll roll again. Go for it. Uh, net one plus seven, so an eight. Still what you saw. Okay. Fortunately. Um, Druidic wisdom. You're assuming there may be other chambers? Or there may be other chambers other than where the slide is that you guys may have overlooked somehow. somehow. Druidic wisdom from that bit. You just would assume that wouldn't be... I mean, it'd be stupid to have one way in or one way out. But as of right now in this chamber, there's only one way in and one way out. Okay. Give me that. How, far, how far away are we from uh, the Dragonborn? This point, I'd say I'm seeing 60 feet from him. Are you guys willing to try and sneak closer? Yeah, I think so. I will do it. What? All right. Um, what are you guys doing? You see this this Dragonborn is working at this clawed hand thing, kind of pulling, walks over to a bench, and it pulls off a uh, a, a tool, walks over, backs over to the egg device, snatches it. Five kobolds come walking over now. It looks over and starts talking at him in this uh, language you do not recognize. It uh, would sound familiar to what Yanni was speaking to the dragon. Mm. As it's taking it, the stuff it's taken, it it was brought and it's placing it in the, kind of almost around on the ground within this claw, kind of like on the palm of this egg, or on the palm of this hand. The spring, it's like piles of gems and gold, pouches that are sealed up. As uh, it looks over, it goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Points over at the direction where it sent the previous one and uh, puts motions for, for its hands as a carrying uh, motion as well. It points over in the other direction it did previously. They begin to make their way off. What are you guys doing? That's just you guys, guys Dragonborn, 60 feet away. At this point, little creatures are 30 feet off at a kitty angle, kitty corner angle to you guys. 
They're walking away. 60 would, feet out of distance. I would like to slowly sneak up on this man. 90 feet out. Make a stealth check as you sneak around to sneak behind him. 18. 35. No, no, 35. 31. Uh, what's the range? Not much better. 29. All right. So let me just let you all know what you're looking at, if you guys didn't have a clue, just so we're aware. So as you get up closer, you're looking at this. Here you go. Where is he sending it? Facebook Messenger. Uh, you guys are walking up on this uh, as you get closer. As you're feeling pretty sneaky and pretty stealthy, do you wish to walk up on it still closer? As it looks a little bit now different than a standard Dragonborn. Should we sneak the other way? I don't know. I mean, we're already here. What do you guys see? What's going on? What's it's the new a, one? It's, it's big. So do we take it out? I mean, we're. I feel like we should, but... More importantly, does he have an egg? Can you see that? I, I see, like... What do I see? You see this creature that looks like a dragonborn with these big, long wings behind it. And it's tinkering with these giant, large, mechanical fingers trying to pull them and put them in place. As it is... Uh, you hear in your head, Remus? Yes. A little bit of infernal just being spoken. Actually, Howard, you too. You both slowly hear a little bit of infernal as it uh, begins to shout and kind of speak a magical incantation as if a, like a powering charge. Okay. It's like the beginning of a spell. And as he does uh, with the with that finger it's holding, you see this little uh, thing kind of begin to light up and you see these red. How far away are we? The lifts begin to glow on the one hand. I'll say within now you are 60 feet. If you're feeling stealthy, I'll let you sneak up closer. Nope, perfect. Let's do what it. was everyone's dax? You were 30 something. Finks 35. Was 31. 18. Howard? For, I'm sorry, what was it? That, that's not check roll. Uh, it was 29. Okay. The, the hand you see him pulling and kind of messing with is now uh, starting to glow up red on one side with runes as it's going. Is he like in the process of doing like a spell incantation towards it to power it up? Similar to it. It would look like he's beginning the preparatory works of a spell. And what, as doing so, he, you see the colors kind of matching this. I look at Azoth and I'm like, I feel like we should take that Rojo Toro now. We only get it for a minute, right? Oh, but wait. Anthony, I have a question. Yes. Because of the rolls two and four, would those become temporary hit points? No, those are just straight hit points. Oh, no. There's we a gamble must, with it. This is a gamble we, drink. We must wait for the Rojo Toro. <laughs> just like a real life Rojo Toro. You can't 
there, there are side effects to taking a shot of energy when you do not need it. Okay. Uh, I am within... Decision, decision, guys. Uh, 60 feet? Yeah. 60 feet of it. I'm going to counterspell him. Well played. At third level, I guess, is as high as I can go. If I see him doing this, then I think I want to attack at the same time. I would also throw a psychic dagger. Uh, I'm going to... um... We would, I'm assuming we would all talk about this and be like three, yeah. two, one. Yeah, uh, I can I can cast a minor illusion to kind of distract him and cancel out whatever he's working on to draw his attention opposite from us. I'm for that. Cast a third third level counter spell at it. Mm-hmm. You see. As he begins to uh, lock the one in place, he picks up the second one and begins to chant magical, a magical incantation on this one as well. And you see the runes begin to light up uh, blue on this claw of the dragon. The one that he had set with red goes and kind of loses a bit of a like a locking as it as it goes uh, onyx black. You see him look at it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, yeah, that happens. So he's looking a little aggravated. Shouts off in the distance. What are you guys doing? You guys don't understand what he's saying. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. Okay. What was everyone doing now? Um, Remus, why don't you go first to get the sneak attack? Well, the throw a second dagger at him. Oh. I'm preparing a guiding bolt. He's off. What were you trying to do for illusion? Uh, just to create some kind of uh, sound like something is falling or breaking off in the distance. Like whoever he has working on doing whatever it is, like they messed up big time. Like if they're supposed to be getting stuff like just a bad sound that's going to like cause him to be like, like specific. Can I, I don't want to be forced away. I ask what kind of sound specifically. Uh, so it sounded like that they were gathering up potions and trinkets and stuff like that. So, um, if, if they're trying to mix stuff together, like the sound of a lab, like glass breaking, things falling, clattering metal. Okay. Okay. Coin, like that kind of a, um, yeah. Roll a d20 for me and add your spellcasting modifier to it. Uh, 17. You see this face go, kind of like almost in a belittlement kind of uh, tone, like he's calling someone out on something for being stupid. Alright. Okay. So his attention is now definitely away from what he was doing, right? Correct. Okay. Remus, you're up. I would like to throw a psychic dagger at him. 
while he is distracted. All right. <laughs> 18. 18. You launch a well-aimed, well-placed dagger pinning out for a spot on his back between his wings as he's turning. Boom. Launch it. Roll some damage as it hits. Okay. Do I get sneak attack damage because he's distracted? I'm giving you sneak attack on this one. All right. Yeah. He's not distracted by you guys. By another presence. He's currently distracted by his own uh, uh, people. That's gonna be 19 damage. Then I bonus action hide. Well then, I'd like you all to roll for initiative. Finks, what were you launching? Uh, I was gonna hit him with a uh, guiding bolt. Go with the guiding bolt. I'm going to use my inspiration as well on this one just to be safe here. Oh, never mind. I don't need it. Natural 20. Nice! <laughs> um, so, Fury of the Small. Another thing I wanted to use here, so that adds 5 to this. That does 27 plus 5. So, 32 <laughs> radiant damage. Dang! Oh! Hit him with it! I put so many crits on Guiding Bolt. It's ridiculous. Nice. I think D&D Beyond really likes that spell. Wow. Okay. Um, with that, I want you all to roll initiative. Nice. Jesus. Also, bonus action hide. Can I do that too? You can't do bonus uh, action hide, but you can then uh, get ready to run and hide. I get that as a goblin, though. Is it a guy? Is it that's a, yeah, it's, a goblin? It's, it's a goblin trait. I'll let it. Uh, it's a yeah. goblin trait. Disengage your hide as a bonus action. That's amazing. Nice. Great to know. I got a seventeen. Seventeen. Eight. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. I, I'm hitting a lot of twenties. I'm dead last. Thinks <laughs> is cruising tonight. I, good dice. Jeez, Jesus, guys! Wow. Wow, okay, so hold on. <laughs> um, Jesus. This oh, intensity is brought to you yeah. by Oogie Games. Military Road, Niagara Falls, New York, 14304. Buy, sell, trade, games. They've got plenty of things going on. And tell them we here at Podcasters Precinct. Podcast you over. Podcast, podcast Precinct. Mm-hmm. We are the podcasters of the Podcast Precinct. Yeah. So, sure. there you go. That works, right? Boogie Games. Okay. Well then, with that, let me show you guys what we're rolling with. As I turn on a map, a, a battle map. Map. Map cam. Map cam, map cam. This way. Oh, That's pretty cool. Very proud. You guys. Yeah. I'm going to do this because I thought you guys would see it in between stuff. 
So there is this over here. This is there. That's here. There is a stalactite there. I will say that's here. And well, this we're going to say, guys, if you wish to, please st- step away, take a break, uh, go to the bathroom for a moment. You'll be right back. And uh, we're going to just stay streaming if anyone wants to talk for this moment while I set this up. How is everybody's holidays? Good. How's everyone's holidays? Hopefully everybody's holidays was good. Hoping. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'm working with this camera. Is there anything going on in the chat over here on this uh, Twitch thing? There's nothing I see going on in the chat. Yeah, I don't know. It froze up on me. Oh, Loophole King said, Merry Christmas from the Loophole King. May all of your rolls be crits. We're doing it. Loophole King. Thanks, Loophole King. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Loophole King. uh, Finks must have gotten the blessing of the Loophole King tonight. I like it. (laughs) All right. So you guys are roughly... See. Oh. oh, it looks like we got some people watching too. Shout out to Aten, Bristle Rich, Commander Root, DCT Industries, Feet, and Terbaferato. Oh, that's just me. Yeah, but still, I shout you out because you know. All right. <laughs> Remus, you, are, uh, you guys are going to be over here. This guy's over here in the corner. As you see. This guy is working over here on, I'll call this, uh, this circle right here is the claw. Adjust the battle cam to your left towards the figures. Not bad. There we go. Perfect. Here, let's see. See, can I actually get a little bit closer over here with this? There we go. Ooh, that looks nice. Nice. Perfect. Okay. Let's see. You guys should be a little bit lighter like that. See, I moved the table. There you guys go. Fortunately, you guys went off this way rather than a different way. So there's that. And you guys hear some scattering and some scurrying from over here. Um, Over in this direction over there. Oh, hold on. Maybe it's too bright. Ah. There's some scattering and scurrying over here happening. And these two. Okay. Um, So, we got Ricky back almost. He's probably freshening up and getting a bubbly bottle of soda stream. Ooh, I love that soda stream. Love that soda stream. You know, you can make your own Rojo Toro with soda stream. You can. Sugar free as well. So zero calories. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Let's see. This, that. All right. Well. We will start this combat initiative right now with Finks as we wait for Ricky to show up, uh, Remus, or Remus to show back up with his Rojo Toro made. What are you doing? Um, you see always. this creature over here as it's uh, stopping over 
And uh, it looked over in this direction, turned back around. You guys would be about 60 feet back, so you're just on the edge over here. Did uh, ah. did Finks' thing hit him earlier or no? Yes. Fink, uh, he is looking significantly hurt mm. because it roughly just right let's see. back there. So I'm basically just going to do that again. You should know just another guiding bolt at him? Yeah. All right. This time with the left hand, though. Got it. So yeah. Second time. Uh, 19 to hit. What is a hit to hit? 19. 19. That hits. Cool. Wow. This one does 9 radiant damage. Yeah. It, uh, you see it looking over for uh, what is it? What it's it's looking over this bright light, shooting at it as it just whash gets smacked in the face with a uh, with a almost like what you'd presume to be moon rocks. You kind of like toss them out of your hand, and they just streak him and smack him in the face. Uh, you see, his part of his jaw kind of goes goes loose, and he spits out a tooth. He looks over in your direction now, snarling. All right, and then uh, bonus action hide again. Bonus action hide. All right, Remus, you're up. I'm going to make my way towards the iceberg. This this way? Correct. Alright, just so you know, there are some creatures out this way skirtling around that you hear voices of. Mm. I'll break to the left against the wall, though. You break against the left of the wall? Yeah, I'm going to throw a dagger at him. Alright, you throw a dagger? Mm. Eleven. Less glare. There we go. Less glare on the upper light for myself. Eleven. Uh, throwing a uh, the first dagger does not find purchase on him as you launch it, and you see it go. Uh, and just by his side, pass him. I'm going to bonus action hide. Bonus action. Where are you? Bonus action hiding to in. We'll pull out my barrel. There's one of my barrel <laughs> charges there. Oh, wow. I've got a barrel mini. There you go. Uh, you are in a barrel. Roll a d20 just for just... Contest a d20 to see if he'll, if he'll question the barrel that just landed in front of him. Can it be an ice barrel? There is a, a, a light frosting. I got a four. You're not coming after the barrel, dude. I got a four. You didn't hit him, and he's currently staring at this little goblin Finks that had just launched a moon uh, moon rock at him. But that being said, up next in initiative is that one is uh, this blue cobalt. Which you now see over here is running 30 feet. So it gets over here. Uh, no, he's going to run over here, running directly. In, uh, oh, no, not him. That, not that one. Wrong one. Cobalt Inventor. 
this little one is uh, this little blue cobalt is going to run up 30 feet to you guys over this way. And it is going to range attack. Um, yeah, it's going to make a range attack as it pulls out a pot that it kind of like swirls, like swirls around in a jug and launches at you. It's going to make an attack. Um, just single target. It's going to make the attack over at Howard. Seven plus four to hit. Uh, 11, 12? Miss. 11 does not hit. Nope, miss. 11 does not hit. Uh, in front of you, there lands a... A, a jar that spat, that like almost like a pot clay that shatters on the ground in front of you and sprays open, and there is a bunch of green slime covering it. Uh, that looks a little slippery. That, um, let's see, let's real quick and make sure. Yeah, it's just like this green slime that looks a little slippery, almost uh, as a dis- almost as a difficult terrain in front of you. Uh, real quick, yes. Walk on water. Works on acid, snow, mud, quicksand, and lava, even. So it basically just treats it as if it's nothing. So I don't know if that's dangerous or not, but keep that in mind. You only know that. Um, this one over here, this blue cobalt, is actually going to run up to its fence next to him. Kind of uh, be a little support body. And it's going to look at you guys. And it's going to pull out a little sling. And start to twirl it and throw it at you, Howard. Being in front and wearing this uh, yellow jacket kind of sticks out a little bit. Plus, it thinks your jacket's cool. It may want to try and steal it. <laughs> 12 plus 4. It's a 16 hits you. I know that. That hits. Yep. Um, it's going to do. Looking at you. And you hear it. Uh, this little, like, ah, da, 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 yeah, as it's kind of pointing at your jacket. As you take six points of bludgeoning damage as this little iced over stone smacks you in the head. Whack. Yeah. And that is that is that's turn. It is now this creature's turn as it looks over at you and uh, thinks it goes kind of like just disgust in your face. And Ooh, does it do? What does it do? It, uh, first off, we'll say it begins to spread its wings and, and this is going to go up, uh, 10 feet in the air and scream out in the far distance. You hear a screeching response and it's going to fly down and swoop in right at you. Uh, you were only 60 feet, or were you 30 feet away from it? Did you guys move up? Uh, I think okay. I was still 60. 60? 60 feet. Uh-huh. It is going to swoop in to be 20 feet, within 20 feet of you, but it is uh, 10, uh, 10 feet up in the air. It can't get completely at you guys for its full turn. And let's see, after that, ET is... Azoth, your turn. What do you do, man? Uh, guys, do we still take the big guy out, or should I do something to keep these little guys busy? Pick out the guy. All right. Um, I'm going to cast Toll the Dead at the uh, flying creature thingy. Flying creature thingy. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's spell that bat. It's a total of good. Is that a save on my end, or are you making a tat rage tat? Uh, you need to make a hold on. Succeed on a wisdom saving throw, or you take the necrotic damage. Save, I believe. Nineteen the, plus the nineteen. Yeah, yeah, it saves. Yeah, is it half damage or not? Um, can't remember if it says it or not. Yeah, it takes. Oh uh, wait, hold on. No, it just it it, it doesn't hit. Okay. So you pull out a couple bones. One of them looks almost like a wind chime, and you pull out the fourth one and kind of trying to sound of the dead them, and uh, it starts to cackle. <laughs> Yeah, as it looks over in your direction. That's just looking at you in the back of it. Anything you wish else to do? Um, no. All right. Up next, it is these four turned. As you now all see, three white kobolds run into view over here. And this one is going to run off in this direction. Ooh, can, I, I, I have a question. Um, yes. Is, can, are, are cantrips still considered like uh, part of the, like, do I have to wait my turn to cast a cantrip? Or yes. Can, okay. All right. That's all I need to know. See, his barrel was up over there to the side. All right. Um. Yeah, cantrip is essentially a level zero spell. Got it. Okay. Um, uh, all right. So they all run up, actually, for their movement. Up next is Howard. Um, it's still dark in here, right? Correct. Question. As a bonus action, can I take out the hooded lantern and have it lit up? Since yes. I, well, actually, I already kind of had it out, but like already like set the. You go. were prepared with it, I'll say. Yes. Yeah, cool, perfect. So, bonus action, I'm going to do that. I'm okay. going to see him flying, big dude. Yep. I'm going to put up my hands and start to whisper incantations, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to cast uh, Dissonant Whispers. All right. Wisdom save? Uh, wisdom save of 15. That fails. Fails? Nice. So it's uh, 5d6 damage, and then he has to use his movement to move away. So, uh, 17 points of damage. Yeah, so what are you whispering whispering to him as he dies? Oh, sweet. (laughs) Um, Your soul will join the... The Shadowed Yellow King. Oh, a little dark. Okay. So as you... And as your voice begins to, like, shout in abyssal, it begins to get a little bit... Just... You're, like, screaming with the whisper, with, like, the strained hoarseness of your throat. You see his face kind of look in fear as he's... As he, as he drops, just dead... As it's almost like a Shang Tsung, as you see an essence leave his body, and you like to believe that it was captured within your cloak, but you can only you can only wish. Sweet, and I. Mm, that's it. I'll stay put. Okay. 
Thanks. Top of the round. What are you doing? So you hit this thing dead. These hands are up. One claw is still burned into the sigil with the white claw open. The uh, red claw has been closed. There is the thumb claw and then uh, a pointer claw still left as well. Um, What are the kobolds doing? Do they react at all to... They're in the middle of a little bit of fear, but they're moving on like motivation right now. They uh, don't look like they're running back yet. Not for long. Yet. Alright, well, Guiding Bolt. Hit him again. Which who are you hitting Guiding Bolt with? Um, there is a one that threw the pot of jug, and all of these ones seem to be holding spears and swords. Let me hit the one that had the sling. One had the sling was right here. Yeah. Okay, make an attack roll. Does a uh, 19 hit? 19 does hit. 19 does hit. Okay, that is 16 radiant damage. So you point out at this one cobalt lonely, just kind of looking there. Uh, and you just conjures this bit of moon energy from you. And as you kind of just this bolt of moon energy just shoots forward from your palm of kind of this moon dust that you kind of blow in its direction. And uh, you see it just burn away and just crumple down in defeat. Dead. Can I use my bonus action just kind of make an intimidation check on the other one? Make an intimidation check. Uh, rolled right off the 20. That's a 2. Oh. You look over and it snarls as your goblin kind is uh, is pr- prone to it and he kind of looks back at you with a very uh, not feeling too intimidated. Alright. Uh, Remus, you're up. I'm going to look over maliciously at the kobolds. But first, before I do that, I have to get out of my barrel. <laughs> I will walk over staring at them the entire way towards the body of their leader oh so you walk stare at them as you walk towards him yes got it I do not break eye contact okay I point my hand at the leader yeah and the little sigil in the center of my hand starts to glow that's messed up that's messed as I transform him into a coin. 2300. Holy. Big thing. You guys got the jump on. It's okay. Uh, I'll say rolling an intimidation check. Remus has got... Remus has plans. Oh, intimidation. I'll say with advantages, you just materialize their leader. Oh, God. Alright, well, yeah, 21. They look a little bit fearful of you, specifically, but the one is looking at uh, Finks between uh, Howard's legs, and it's just kind of like eyeing him out like he's going to come after him. Not you, though. I'm going to continue to use the rest of my movement to go towards the weird onyx hand thing. All right, you get, uh, see, that was 20 feet of your movement. Uh, 10. 
Yeah, you got thirty another turn to get over there towards yeah. it. Um I put the coin in my, my body though. That's still weird to say it's still weird to hear you say. The DM. Not all my inventions were bright, guys. My you know? body purse. No. Okay. Um alright. So this one is dead. So the one that had the jug is going to look over at you, uh, Finks, this time, okay. and is going to pull something out of its pouch. It's going to pull. It's going to run up on you, actually. Get up to you. And it is going to pull a stick out of its backpack with almost like a dagger fashion with a um, scorpion tail tied to it. And then they're going to kind of shank you with a scorpion tail dagger. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I get hit, I deserve it. It's a 21 to hit. Oh, you got me. Yes. But wasn't he hidden? No, what? I didn't hide it for that second one. No, he didn't oh, hide it for that one. Um, make a constitution saving throw for me. <laughs> All as, right. you, as you take one point of piercing damage and you feel a... Ooh! Like a little, like, almost like a bee sting. And you start to feel a burning uh, uh, feeling on your arm where you get stuck. I got a 23. I'm immune to scorpions. 23. You take one point of poison damage. You're good. But this thing is now up in front of you. Feeling like it did its best. It did its best. Next up on initiative is. Oh, I get that turn. Next up, you guys all notice that there is a burst of cold energy. As oh, wrong button. You see, it's me one moment. Stop. You guys all start to feel a freezing uh, chill as there is a 20-foot radius of fog that raises out of the ground around you. And it is currently chill. I need you all to make a constitution saving throw. Around who? Around the... Four of the four of the uh, three of them, not you, Remus. Okay. You are just outside of its range. It is looking at you as the center point, you guys. Okay. Twenty-two. That co- cool. figure disappearing. Twenty-two. Twelve. Twelve. Good. Seventeen. You all succeed. So instead, you just take. You all take. See, 3d6. You all take what is that? Is nothing. That would be six points of cold damage as you start to have a chilly fog start to creep over your space and it is uh, feeling a cold in it. At that same point, moment, you also hear a as another white dragonborn creature comes flying in and lands on this piece of terrain around its side. As it uh, is going to take its sword 
and brandish it staring at you. In its left hand, it has a staff with a uh, dragon's claw. Or three dragons, like, na- like claw nails, encircling a white gem on a staff. Um, as it's pointing it at you, seemingly creating the uh, bliz- the cold effect. Uh, you guys are currently in uh, difficult terrain, I'm pretty sure. Let's see, make sure. Nope, no difficult terrain. Just cold if you guys end your turn there. So, that happened. Uh, Azoth, your turn. Um... All right, I'm going to. Um, one second here. All right, I'm going to. Uh, how far away is this new cobalt? Dragonborn thing. It is twenty feet away from twenty feet away from you over here. All right, I'm gonna cast Thorn Whip and see if I can get the staff out of its hand, and if I can damage it in the process, then yay. Okay, Thorn Whip. Does it have a grapple uh, action to it? Uh, hold on. No, it does not. I can only attack him. To see if maybe I can get him to drop it or something. Alright, um, I'll let you make an attack roll, and if you hit, I can let you uh, see if you will hit and succeed on it. Okay. And see if maybe it'll, if it's powerful enough or if it's uh, high enough, maybe you can knock it out of his hand, but sure. it's hard to. Alright, I will... Nineteen? Nineteen. Nineteen does hit this thing. Um, you lash it on the arms. Uh, unfortunately, you do not get the complete... Uh, you do not get and rip it off of it out of its grasp, but you do hit this creature. Deal some damage. Alright. Sixteen. Uh, and then... Wait, hold on. Sorry. Uh, four. It's four. Four damage. Yep. Bag me one second. Why is this thing not pulling up for me? Hold on. Oh, I lied. No, oh, no, 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 no. It did, did it right. Four. All right. Hold on. Four one more piercing now. damage. And yeah, yeah, just four damage. Four damage. Okay. Good. Uh, four damage. Is looking a little hurt, little little aggravated at you taking a motion of you and acknowledging that uh, you just dealt some damage to it. So you may be its next target. Do you wish to move out of this uh, icy cold space that is twenty feet around? Are you staying where you're at? Uh, does this cold continue? Will it continue to continually damage, or is it just a one-time thing? You have a feeling that it may have lasting cold effects if you don't get out of this space. You, you take the chance of it. Can I wild shape as a bonus action or no? Um, Moon, Moon Druid would do that. You cannot. 
Okay, I will then wait. Hold on. I have equipment. Let me have an equipment for it. Uh, yes, I do. I have bracelet of the quick change. There you go. Uh, I am going to uh, go into my white wolf like I did for the uh, dragon, which has the immunity to the cold. You're a white wolf. Thanks. Got you. You're all good. I forgot you had that. Yep. Uh, pretty sure that one is one once per day. I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that should be fine though. But smart move, man. Smart move. All right, cool. You're immune to cold damage, so don't need you to make a, a check on this one. Thank you. Thank you. Up next is number one of these guys. We're going to say he is going to run 30 feet towards uh, Remus, trying to see what he's doing. He's going to try and cut him off and throw a sling at him. He uh, pulls out this little uh, side pouch from him. You see him tuck a little glowing gem into it, start spinning it really freaking hard and start launching it. 15 plus uh, 19. Remus. Oh, that hits you. Uh, you get smacked in the side of the shoulder with this uh, rough, uh, almost like this packed-in hard snowball that's kind of been pressed in with some rocks and stones to do some damage to you. And it's going to give you... It's not very kind. No, it's, it is not. It's not a nice one. It does. Five points of uh, bludgeoning damage as you get whacked in the, in the shoulder with a snowball-packed uh, stone with Maybe like even a rusty dagger blade you feel is possibly in it. Oh. You get cut and you're like, what the hell? That's tetanus. That's true. These three are going to move up and double speed. Well, they're going to come over this way. They're going to run over to this side and start inching in on you guys, pushing you this way. For their movement. Can you pull your camera back? All good. Pull the uh, map cam back. Well, map cam. Can't see the new the cobalt. Thank you. You guys came in over here, off map to the right. All right. Howard, what are you doing? Okay. Um gonna move towards like that little pyramid looking rock thing in front of me to the right this one right here yep okay uh i'm gonna turn towards big creature number two and shoot two eldritch blasts shoot two eldritch blasts at it oh all right make an attack roll yeah uh 16 for the first one how are you shooting two uh, fifth level. Does it just shoot two blasts, or is it two, or is, is it two individual blasts? Yeah, it's two individual blasts. I get to shoot now. Got fifth it. Level. Yep. All right. Let me make sure you guys leveled uh, up. We haven't done much actual full combat combat. Yeah, it's been forever. Uh, so sixteen for the first one, and then twenty-one for the second. Sixteen for the first. Yeah. Both hit. Okay. Cool. Uh, so. So eight damage for the first, fourteen for the second. Okay. Um, six altogether. Six damage. Total. 
All right. It's not as not as powerful as some of the, the attacks that you guys got to jump on on the other creature. Not not yeah, you know, not as deadly, but nonetheless, you have his attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else am I doing? We your call. Um, and then bonus action shillelagh. Bonus action go. shillelagh. You have a uh, a branch that you had snatched off of one of the stones or from one of the trees. You kind of uh, grab in your hand and kind of cast it so it begins to... Oh, no, you have a quarterstaff. Yeah, I have my quarterstaff. Quarterstaff. My bad. Yep. Add that to the mini. You grab your quarterstaff and kind of imbue the energy and you feel that as you imbue it, this uh, slimy uh, yellow ichor just kind of droops out of your hand and starts to kind of coat it. Almost like, almost like a, a melting uh, candle wax. This yellow just icker just sleeping out sleeping out of your hand. Cool. All right, top of the round, Finks, then Remus. Okay, I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage from this cobalt that's in front of me. Um, okay. Which way I you want going? To move towards Howard and cast a mirror image to create three illusory duplicates of myself, and that will be my turn. Where are you casting three images of yourself? Uh, they kind of just sit on my square, but just kind of like surrounding Howard, just to make it confusing. On your square, where you yeah. are? Yeah, they basically. It's not like the um, invoke duplicity. Yep. No. No. You're right. good. Yeah. This is this is just. Uh, I roll to see if they hit me or a duplicate. Ah, uh, no. I see what you're getting. All right. So there are three little red figures to distinct what is what over here. That they are they these three things are you kind of covering you yeah uh, like magic like magicians have yeah Is that what you're saying all right cool you guys see three uh, mini finxes popping up in front of him kind of shimmering back and forth uh, adding to show number size and numbers good move uh, up next is Remus um I. I'm going to move closer to Finks and his doubles. Okay. And like right up next to them, essentially, like five feet away from the real Finks. Okay. So, right yeah. About it. Oh, oh yeah. The real one. But exactly. I'm leaving enough room for that guy to come here and take us both on, for all of us on. Oh. You're inside the, the mash of them all. Okay. Well, no, no. I want him to be able to get between both of us. Yeah, right there. All right, good. Um, and now I'm just going to throw a psychic dagger at him. Throw a psychic dagger at him or him? Uh, the one behind that's you. close. Yeah, the one that's behind me. Got it. Make an attack at him. Twelve? Twelve. Twelve? Twelve? Twelve does hit. All right. Lots of damage, baby. It's going to be five damage. Big five. So as you see a uh, quick thinking run up in between near the uh, thinking duplicates, turn around and with a quick, well-placed, uh, kind of like a uh, curveball throw from your hand, you throw a spinning dagger, stabs it right in its uh, chest, and goes, I die. And died behind you. Yeah. I'm going to throw a bonus one at the one far away from me then. Right here? Back here? Yeah. second dagger as you materialize it in your hand. Ten. Ten does not hit. 
Damn it. I thought so. Uh, that's it for me. All right. Uh, up next is this one. Turning around. Actually. It's, it's going to run- come running over at you, Azoth. All right. No, actually, no, fuck that. You just turned into a wolf. It's going to run away from you, <laughs> and it is going to run over to the clawed hand over that, that in that direction. It looked at the wolf, was like, ah, and runs over the other way. Is, does he look like he's running away to flee or running away to go do something? Half and half. Okay. More of like, I guess I, I guess I will go do this rather than being attacked. Um, at that turn, you see the, uh, the, chist- the chilled fog begins to slow down and fade away as it uh, spins over as this uh, dragonborn winged creature points the staff in your direction, Howard. And seeing it, uh, you, you were the one that casted some whispers at it, and you were kind of like getting ready for a bit of a fight. Uh, it, well, not whispers, you didn't cast the whispers at it, but you know what I mean. Okay. It is going to point the staff up to the ceiling and use an action, uh, layer action, and yes. it's going to cause three spikes to drop from the ceiling at you. Three spikes that are, it's a one, two, three, six, three, 17 plus 7. Yeah, that's true. It is 3d6 damage. 6, 4, 1. 11 points in damage as three big spears of icicles and carve up into your hand as you're like trying to get your shillelagh readied up. You pull back in time, but as you pull back, it just slams into you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, on its turn, it is now going to fly over here past you all and make its way towards the it's going to burn its movement actually and get over to here and you start to hear it begin to whisper and uh, enchant something as it begins to uh, cast a spell again. It is now Azoth's turn. Mm. The cold aura over here has faded away. Now there's those what are there three little guys behind me now? Are those guys still all alive? Yep, three little guys behind you still still chilling there. Um, how far away are they? Two are 20 feet. One is 25 feet away, roughly. Let's see, where am I? All right. Um, I guess I'm going to turn and face them and try and do cold breath. Is it a ranged attack? It says the wolf exhales a blast of freezing wind in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 12 dexterity saving throw, taking 18 4d8 cold damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Let me make sure. Huh. Howard, do you have any more counter spells? Nope, I'm out. I only have two oh, spell like slots. I've already not... expended them both. Oh, yeah. Looks like they do not. Yep, they don't get resistance. So perfect. Beautiful. 
Let me make them make those atta- those saves. What is it? Constitution or Dex? I'm sorry. Dex save. Dex one. First one was an eleven plus twelve. What is it, DC? DC twelve. DC twelve. First one's eleven plus two, so the first one saves. Get Second one's eighteen saves. That one was a full, wasn't a full roll. Third one's nineteen. They all save on them, unfortunately. Do they take half damage? They do. All right, deal some damage on me because they all take half of it. So it says taking 18 and then parentheses 4d8. So what am I rolling? 4d8. Roll those d That's as if I was a DM and I wanted to lazily give out damage, but you guys don't do that. So just 4d8s? Yep, 4d8. All right, let me do this magic. Ooh, that's a lot of dice. That's pretty. Oh, and it does the math. Awesome. 17, uh, so half of 17. You see all three of these ones looking at you as your you ice wolf start to suck in the breath, very similar to how the dragon has, and as you unleash this stream of icy torrent coming from your mouth, it hitting um the uh each one of these and freezing them solid as they go. Frozen solid. So they're dead? They're all dead, apparently. Yeah. Cool. Um, Whoa, Ice Wolf! Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, and then can I still do movement on this turn? You can still do movement. Uh, I'm going to join the pack. All right, you join the pack. Uh, um, you can put me... Um, on the uh, on the left of fake finks yeah right there over here okay these ones are frozen okay uh this one see after you go it is now uh these this one is you know those guys are all frozen solid he's killed it's only those two right they're the only ones left yeah it's just these two these two left um, it is now, yeah, Howard, your turn. What are you doing? Perfect. I'm going to start making my way towards the big creature dude. Yeah. And I'm going to cast Flare right in front of his eyes. Okay. Flare is an attack or is it just a distraction of bright light? It's a distraction of bright light. He has to make a uh, DC uh, con save 15. Pretty sure it's a... Uh... No, close, but definitely not. Fails. Does he get any disadvantage for being that's the darkness? Basically, yeah. What happens? So if he fails, he gets disadvantage on attack rolls for one minute. Okay. Um, So he becomes dazzled and then gets disadvantage on attack rolls. Um, And I'm gonna make my way right up towards him. Hold on, he's got magical resistance. He gets advantage. My bad. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Um. Check me on that one. I was I didn't realize that, but the second roll is a fourteen plus uh, four. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that one. Yeah, see the, the sparks spark in his face, and this little bloops of globs of orange kind of bloop, bloop, bloop from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of swats and washes it away, and just ah, nah, nah, nah. looking at you a little bit, Howard. Yep, and I'm going to be running right up on him. With You're running my, right uh, up on him. Yep, with my quarterstaff in tow, ready to swing as soon as I get to him. Okay, so you're getting ready. You're 10 feet away. Okay. 
about a week. Um, it is now. Binks, your turn. What do you do? How far away is he? He is 40 feet away. From right, you guys. The, the little kobold. Kobold, 35. All right. Well, um, 30 feet, but in the other direction. So 30 feet, really, I guess. The, the Fink swarm is going to pile on the kobold and, and start hitting him with the, the mace. Make a regular old melee attack. Okay. So wait, do they? I thought they're just illusion. Do they do damage or is it? No, but I want it to look like they're trying to fight them. All good. I'm all for it. Make um, make attack roll. All right. Does a thirteen hit? Thirteen does hit them. Okay. So you start uh, dealing damage into it, and this uh, it looks a little disgruntled as it's looking around, kind of screaming. Uh, as it's being attacked. No damage is dealt, correct? No, 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 I, I'm attacking it, but the other one, the illusions are attacking it too, just to make it look fun. I'm still hitting it with the mace. Got it. So you ran up and you hit it with the mace, but around it with the other ones. Yeah. Got it. I missed that part. I thought you were staying there. My bad. No, everyone's coming with me. Um, so four minus one is three damage. And then you said there was lightning charges on this mace, but I don't remember. I didn't write down what that did. Is that just a D6? It was a 1D6, and I think it had only so many charges left. It had I got five. Yes. So 1D6 per charge. Three, and then another six. So nine damage. All right, nine damage. Uh, this one is looking hurt. It's starting to kind of be looking a little beat down, crumpled on the knee. Nine, yeah, 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 yeah putting its hand up to you, and it's looking over, screaming at something in this language at the creature over by the claws. All right, it's my turn. Okay. Remus. I would like to approach the kerfuffle um, and be directly between Howard and the real Finks next to, in front of the cobalt. Okay. And then I would like to throw a psychic dagger at the big thing. The big thing. Okay. Make attack roll. Uh, it's going to be a 15. Okay. 15 just hits. Woo! That's going to be for 6 damage, so I'll hit him with my uh, second dagger. Okay. Make attack roll. Oh, yeah. 23. That hits. For another... Or, nope, sorry. One more time. Here, roll. Seven damage. Nice. It has hurt a little bit. It has hurt. Not soon, not too much, but it, you're getting there. You're getting there. Right, now I'm keeping my eye on the uh, the thing on the ground, and I pull out my short sword. Okay. Pull your short sword out. Um, this thing looks over at everyone, and it begins to uh, kind of like, nah, 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 yeah, yeah, as it's shouting at this creature in this language you do not understand, and begins to walk, uh, try to walk out from you guys and at and towards it. So we get to attack it? West can attack it if you wish. Oh, we yeah. all are surrounding it. Oh, yes. 
want to waste your if you want to use your opportunity uh, reaction here, go for it. I, do. I will. I hit it with a twenty. Ooh, that hits. I rolled an eight. That's not hit. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna try and use the because it was the Shivanti short sword. Can I use the poison charge too? Go for it. All right. Don't fuck me. Oh, it was a one. So we both take one. But um, total damage, it was eight damage to the thing running away. As it runs away and kind of leaps out of your way as it feels a swipe of an attack coming for it, it jumps towards the claw and uh, you cut off its back leg, completely severing it. Oh, God. It goes limp, moving as it squeals in pain, landing in the middle of us. Oh, no. Uh, laying there dead. Blood is dripping all over off of it. You see, uh, you felt the pit, the hilt of the dag of the sword clamp into your wrist and p- pounce in as it pulls uh, a point of venom. Or no, is it uh, three points? Or you take one. You have the rules on your on the sword. I'll read it again. I'm pretty sure it's one, but if it's one, it's one. If it's I can't remember specifically. You take the, the your hit of damage. Yeah, I take I take it equal to it, so it's one. Okay, simple then. Perfect. Wax and you get a point of damage as you feel is pulsing through your hand as you leech uh, lurch down and slice and you see the white cobalt leg just dangling in front of you on the ground, just kind of withering a little bit with that nervous twitching uh is that, that the nerves, the phantom limb movement. It is this one's turn as this one starts to cackle at you as it uh, begins to chant a glyph at one of the hands and you see a third claw (laughs) come up off to it next to the white claw and it uh, begins to glow green with runes of like uh, symbols and enchanting. This thing gets up and starts to fly off 40 feet up out in the air above you guys for its turn. Azoth, you're next. What's up? All right. Um... I'm going to uh, I'm going to run forward. Uh, I'm going to bamf back into myself, and then I'm going to um, you with the party. Everyone with the party. Forward? Yeah, I'm with the party. I want to just be in range for a spell attack. If he's it's like forty feet up in the air over. All right, uh, then. Uh, I'm going to cast um, Toll the Dead again. Okay. Is it a save, constitution save on my end? Uh, that is a wisdom saving throw. Uh, yeah. That's a two. It fails? <laughs> fails. Yeah. Uh, all right. Damage? You get... Um, do the 2d12... 14, and, uh, wait, he's, he's been, he's taking damage already, right? Yeah. He's taking damage. All right. So 14, uh, necrotic. Oh, you see it's a flight slightly, slightly kind of falter as it takes a hit of uh, nasty damage coming from it. 
look feeling hurt. All right. Uh, any other anything else? Um, don't believe so, but I could be wrong. Um. No, no, that'll be it. Okay. Um, up next is Howard. Yep. So a little upset that he wants to try to fly away. I'm going to try and true Eldritch Blasts, two of them. Make attack rolls on them. Ooh, natural 20 on the first. Ooh. And 13 on the second. So me. 13 on the second. Okay. First one hits. All right, you do double dice, or how you do it? Double again? dice. Okay. So, well, like, if you want to roll separate, I'll let you roll separate. I guess that's a thing, but I always double dice. But okay, no, that's fine. I don't know which you take a risk. Either yeah, no, way, no, no. I'm good. Uh, so that's uh, it's twenty points total. You blast so them and poof, launch a globulous, like sludgy yellow. Seeing it since the pool, your Eldritch Blasting has been a little weird. It's got a little bit different a texture in, uh, to it as it hits him and it kind of sludges off as he kind of feels this, this, oh, as he's pushed off a little bit with, I think it's pretty sure it's force damage, the Eldritch Blast. Mm-hmm. It's pushed a little bit, but hit him for a good solid deal of damage. Cool. And then I'm going to move where I'm kind of like almost directly underneath him. Okay. And that'll so be my you're turn. 40, you are uh, roughly right now, you are roughly just below him. Okay. Adjust perfect. your uh, map cam, Anthony. Ooh, my bad. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yep. All good. All right. Up next, Finks Remus. All right. Um, I'm going to hit him with a, an empowered guiding bolt. So I'll do a level two. Oh, nice. Does a 24 hit? 24 hits. Okay, this one is 5d6. And that will do 24. Wow. You look at him and point him out of the sky and he's like, hey, you, come here. <laughs> Launch a, uh, this gold, this, uh, pearlescent moon, silvery being just shoot out of the, uh, out of your hands. It's almost like you're calling to the radiant energy. Whack! Smack and do and deal. Not bad, not bad. Dealing some hefty damage. Looking hurt, guys. Looking hurt. Really hurt. I'm going to come up to it then. He is 40 feet up in the air, about. Oh, he's 40 feet in the air? Boo! 40 feet in the air. Bro. <laughs> Got wings. I thought he landed in front of Howard. I don't know. No, I don't have the plastic holders. That's why. That's no, okay. Um, I will throw another psychic dagger at him then. All right, make it throw. 22! Hits. For eight damage. Still a nice, nice, well-placed dagger. You're uh, looking at him hurt. Kind of, he has this yellow sludge over off of him that's kind of slippering off. He's kind of wiping down. He got smacked in the chest by a beam of light, 
and you just well placed in your mark in its center chest. Launch a psychic dagger and nails him. Hits him nice and center. Uh, I, I have a question. Does a dead body count as an object? To an extent. Why? I would like to move the cobalt out of that circle. This one, oh, this right here? Yeah. Um, it would be a full, it would be an action to move it. You can start to. It's, it's not like a simple little thing that you pick up and just toss. It's going to take like, mo- like, a, like actual like time to like pick it up and like move it. Can I just drag it out of the circle? You can start to drag it. It's, it, it take. That's our word. Yeah. Oh, you know what? With your movement, you don't have your movement all the way over there. You're already halfway over. I'll say with your movement, you can get the body out of the circle. Because right. there's, there's these individual finger claws coming up. You got to kind of pull it in between and pull it through. Wait, to get the body out of the circle? Yeah, it's not just in a random circle. It's like in a, in the palm of like a drag of like a large dragonoid hand that is like sculpted by like this black onyx metal and the claw. Okay, the claw I, I, I thought he just like fell into it when he died. No, no, no. It's like there's a palm there that it fell in the palm of like this dragon's palm. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull him out with the rest of my turn and stuff. Okay, I'll let you pull him out. That, that's that's good. That's a, that's a full action. I'll kind of like do. So I'll let it go. That's it for me. That's good. You didn't, you didn't use your bonus action, so I get that. Um, up next, this thing is flying. It is going to look over at you. Remus pulling its co- pulling the cobalt out. It's going to point the staff at you and point it to the ceiling again, as you had seen previously happen to Howard. Three uh, giant long icicles are about to drop for you. All right. Ooh, that's a natural twenty. Do I have to make any sort of like deck save or? Do not believe it. Just kind of happens. Okay. But let me let me double check because if it should not, nope, it's just a single ranged attack essentially. Okay, um, I'm gonna use my reaction to uncanny dodge and take half damage on it. Nice. Um, you would take eight points of uh, piercing damage. All right. As three big icicles. <laughs> fall down, just missing the dragon's claw, but kind of pinning in over here as they fall over here to the side. Um, we'll say they just missed the body as well as you drag out. Okay. But whatever doesn't like you getting over there, go, going over near the claw. It is going to use the rest of its full movement and turn to fly off away from you guys, 80 feet out. What are you guys doing? Uh, it is now... So the way in order of turn goes, it'll go Azoth, Howard, Finks, Remus. All right. Um, Azoth. I'm going to, uh, I want to cast uh, Shape Water and create a, uh, essentially encase that claw in a block of ice. Okay. You but, walk over. Uh, it so is I want to pull up the water around it and make it so nothing can get in and it can't do anything. It's it's stuck the way it is. Okay. Okay, I like where we're going to run with that then. Um, you begin to uh, chant some druidic, but more of archaic 
like an arch, arch, like a rough, like you're reciting the Latin of magic at this point. And as you begin to chant something and kind of using a, a couple of materials and the a, a bone, you break it, snap it, sprinkle like the bone marrow essence out over it. As you see this solid block of ice just <laughs> and form over a five foot, five, five foot cube around this four foot tall dragon hand claw, mechanical claw yeah. with uh, two fingers up. That's a pretty good turn, man. Pretty good turn. Um, and then uh, got some movement and maybe a bonus action. Um, I'm I'm good. I guess I'll turn around to face uh, the direction that the uh, thing flew off. Yeah. Okay. And oh, uh, actually, um, I will cast. Um, for my bonus action, I can actually do. Uh, I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my uh, staff that I have. All right, you two cast Shillelagh. And, uh, as you grip it, you feel the uh, the staff you're holding turn and kind of wrinkle in and resemble a withered like oak staff with a little bit of moss start to growing around it, being imbued with this magical essence. Yep. Okay. Howard. All right, I'm going to take off 30 feet after him. Okay. 30 feet after uh, after him. And two more Eldritch Blasts. All right. He is 40 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. And what is your range and vision? Do you have to have view on him? Ooh, good point. Because you are uh, you are running in a dark cavern now. He's got his uh, light thing. Have the lantern though. Up the lantern. There. So how far does the, does the lantern show light? I'm pretty sure it's only thirty feet. I think so. Let me go back to it real quick. Sorry. Uh, good points. Thirty feet. Uh, thirty. Thirty feet. Yep. Okay. 60 feet of dim light, so you could faintly... I'll let you attack with disadvantage, as he's up in the air and outside the 30-foot mark. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and 7 is 16. 16. That hits. Okay. And then... 22 for the second. As you, uh... Yeah, Howard. You hit him both times. Roll some damage. Alright, so... 11 for the first damage. Ooh, oh, I off. 11 for the first damage. Ooh, nice. And... Uh, 14 for the second. Okay. Um, not being able to place a, uh, a perfectly well-aimed shot, you launch it in the sky, seeing some movement, and you hear a snap! In response, make no, you wouldn't. So, right above you, as you uh, see falling in front of you, faint off two ends of a broken staff, clatter and hit the ground. You look up expectingly as. Three icicles fall 
Mm-hmm. Three plus seven is ten. Okay. Does not hit. Right? No, no, that misses. Yeah, that misses. It's uh, thirteen. Is my AC thirteen? So you see three icicles fall in in, in succession right after you hear the snapping and the falling of what you think is the staff. These three icicles around you. Boom, boom, boom. Okay? Cool. Your movement. Finks, how, uh, Finks and then Remus. All right. Um, I'm basically going to do what Howard just did with my okay. last spell. I'm going to cast my third level Guiding Bolt. Are you running up with him? Yeah. Okay, so you're running up. You have Dark Vision. And what's the range of, of Guiding Bolt? 120. Yeah, you got this. Okay. Fifteen plus seven. That hits. That hits. All right. Sixty-six radiant damage for sixteen. Oh! You blast it. Uh, you see one of its li- one of its wings go <laughs> rips out of its socket as it starts to fall a little bit. Uh, falling out of the sky, it lands prone on a uh, ice structure. Over here. Did it, did it land like... Like fall damage to the down. You don't know. Mm. I'll see. Here. Let me, I'll roll a d20 to see what we got. Dun, dun, dun. You heard a... Yeah. <laughs> in, in small response to it. Very well. It took out its took out its one of its wings. You have been hammering at it with this friggin' de- with the guiding bolt. Yeah, I'm out of spells entirely now, so I'm I'm cantripping it from now on. That's Remus. fine. Uh, I'm going to make my way towards F- Finks and Howard. I'm going to bonus action dash to get closer. Or I didn't know how far I was. So uh, you were to get up close with them. It would have been... out, you would have need to expend it a little bit actually get a little further. Okay. So because this person is prone, I have advantage on them. You would have disadvantage on them technically. Cuz you're throwing cuz you're hitting it with a ranged a ranged attack from d- uh, distance when they're prone is at disadvantage. Hmm. Cuz so essentially because he's not standing up as a full body target, he's laying down, which would make him harder to hit. Gotcha. Plus, he's up on a ice uh, play the angle structure. Mm-hmm. How far is he from me? He's more than five seventy. Feet. He's more than thirty feet. Never mind. He's more than thirty feet away. That's what you're asking. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna throw a psychic dagger at him, anyways. Old disadvantage. Oh, he gets hit with a 22. Wow. You find just the right point through the ice, uh, the ice structured sticking up. You launch a dagger, roll some damage on it. Does it get sneak attack damage? No, because he's expecting you guys. I don't care. You're the DM. Uh, four damage for me. Four damage. Still, you hear. <clears throat> All right. Not dead right. yet, maybe, but that's it. Wounded. That's Heavily. it for me. 
Anthony, you said he dropped his half of his staff. Yeah, it dro- he dropped its staff right around here as it was snapped in two. Okay. From a well, well-placed Eldritch Blast in the dark. Impressive, by the way. Um, the Yellow King guides us all. Next. You guys see, with dark vision, just slightly this creature get up on its knees and just... Oh, no, you got it. <laughs> we walk and leans on its knee, holding a a uh, crystal in its hand, or a gem of sorts, or maybe an egg. But it's not a normal looking egg. What mm. you're seeing is an icy white shaped egg shaped snowball, presumably from a white dragon. But you also see. Patches of of uh, black onyx and almost this green emerald growing off of it, coating it as it holds it up, and you hear him scream out, "My queen!" We're gonna pick up there next week. What? We're going to pick up there next week, guys, as this white uh, dragon creature uh, screams out for its queen. Uh, Thank you so much, everyone, that has been watching. I've been watching the view counter at a four. I don't know if that's four of you guys watching. If so, that's still cool on my end. I love that. If Jeff is still watching, that's awesome. Loophole King, let me know what's up if you're there, too. Um... Let us know your favorite parts of this. Comment comment in this and let us know your favorite parts of tonight's session and get a shout out, I guess. Why not? Let's have fun with this going live thing. Uh, if you guys are watching this on the replay via the YouTube, you want to be a part of it and, you know, kind of interact a little bit, come on in on Twitch, 7 and 9, podcasters underscore for the Twitch. And uh, if you want, our YouTube is pod. Casters Tabletop Gaming. Check on over. I'll have links if you're listening to this via our podcast on audio format from either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting apps. Uh, because they all pull from our network at the BICBP-radio.com. Uh, check them out there. We got podcasts for everyone. Our numbers are hitting huge. And everyone out there listening, guys, I said it, I said it in the beginning. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to stress it. We hit 15K so far for the month of December. That means there are 15,000 individual people that have at least downloaded it, our episodes, and have intended to watch, or not intended to watch, but intended to listen to it. If all of you guys listening could just help us out and do us a favor and just head on over to our Twitch, subscribe, hit like. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you get with your Amazon Prime one free Twitch premium subscription. Use that for us. All of you out there that have friends and family, like, hey, um, go like these guys. Get all their access to login codes. And every month, just log into that Amazon Prime and follow our Twitch with them. Because that's going to help us big time in the future. Help us get a little bit faster. Plus, you know, doesn't help, doesn't hurt us uh, in general to have the live views like that. It makes us go a little bit better. Anyway, that's my Dungeon Master rambling for the night. Thank you so much. Get us on social media, podcasters, tabletop gaming, Instagram, podcasters, underscore tabletop gaming. Check us out. Check out the network at BICVP-radio.com. We do a podcast for everyone as well as some D&D streaming uh, for all of you guys. 
I'm Dungeon Master Anthony. Thank you. I love this. And I can't wait to see where we pick up next week with a guest returning. I'm going to let who's looking to pay the least attention. Azoth, sign us off. All right, guys. Thanks for checking us out tonight. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Podcasters Azoth. Uh, I think I'm funny sometimes. Uh, and uh, yeah, give everybody else uh, the Fable of Five a follow as well. Keep going. Let's, let's, let's share the love. Share it to five new people throughout the week. That's my task for you as a dungeon master. Uh, Danny, you're next. All right. Yeah, you can follow Howard on, um, on Twitter at PodcastersH. Uh, and then I like to draw and doodle so you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Ratfink Arts. Uh, go check them out there. You can check them out. Remus? I'm Remus. Uh, I'm Ricky Coates. You can follow Remus, though, at Podcasters Remus on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Rick underscore, Rick underscore Coates on Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I have for now. Feel free to w- follow Remus randomly tweet things that he remembers either from the episode or during the episode. <laughs> yep. Well, guys, go follow them. And uh, signing off soft last for the night is Finks. Tony, let them know the good people where they can find you. All right. You guys can follow uh, Finks on Twitter at Podcasters Finks and myself on Instagram at Phoenix Forge for some miniature painting. Sweet. Guys, like, like miniature painting, please follow Phoenix Forge. Follow uh, Tony. Give him the support. We will be sharing some photos uh, once we get the ins- Instagrams running up and uh, up, and, up and in full throttle uh, with the new year coming at us. This is our last get together before New Year's Eve for everyone. So I'll say um, 2020. Be honest and be open with you, everyone. It was crap. It's kicking off. COVID. This sucked. One of the things that helped me get through this and kept it going every week was some D and D. Everyone out there that is thinking, how can I? Well, how can I try to survive COVID better next time? Look into D&D. You're able to. Find someone. Get them to be a dungeon master. They don't have to have a whole lot of experience. Pre-COVID, I've had the experience of dungeon mastering five sessions total, if that. And I'd say my players and everyone else has been ha- have been having a lot of fun since then. Absolutely. So, please, guys... Uh, D&D, look to it if you're able to. If not, join a D&D group on Facebook. There's a lot of bunch of, there's a lot of them out there and a bunch of them that are running remote sessions as well because Adventure Leagues are currently trying to happen virtually due to a lot of local game stores being shut down. Uh, for those of you that are able to support your local game stores, please get on over to them. But, you know, think of yourself first and play some D&D. Do some uh, good self-care with it because it's what helped me get through a lot of this. And I'm pretty sure it helped out with anyone listening and watching too. As well as my players, you know, you guys tell me that you guys, you look forward to Sunday nights for this. So hoping you guys do too. Uh, Till then, we'll see you in the new year and I'm going to go with this die. Keep rolling. Yeah. Big die. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time.